there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. Uh, of course, I'm one of your hosts for today, Cross, sitting alongside my co-host and partner in crime, Nitro, as always. Nitro, say hello to the lovely people. What's up, good people? We are back on a Sunday. Uh, I feel like it's been freaking forever since we've been together on this stream, man. Why'd you have to go get sick, dude? Why did you have to go and have a family? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you started yeah, it, man. I mean, you were off the first half of me with, with your family, and I was off the second half dying. For those of you who don't have kids, <coughs> here's, the, here's the normal process of, of, of getting sick. So, obviously, you as an adult have a really good immune system, right? Supposedly. Or you think you do. Uh, or you think you do. <laughs> so, one of your one of your wee ones, as Cross would say, would, would get sick. It's going to get mm -hmm. a little bit of a cough. It mm -hmm. will progressively get worse, but they won't get too sick normally. And then it'll go away. And then, you know, everybody's like, okay, I think we're good. And then you are on your deathbed for like a week. And it just goes around the house. And then yeah. by the time everybody gets well oh, we, again... I was going to say, no, we've got, we've got like a again. special order in our house as well. Like, the kids <laughs> all start to get it first. They all start to get hit with stuff. The three kids kind of pass the stuff about with each other. Then Jay gets sick. Usually in the midst of it. So at least at some point there's myself and my sick wife taking care of the kids... Mm. which progresses at some point to me taking care of my sick wife and my sick kids myself that's fun i am not prepared for that on a fully daily basis like to take because i'm usually at work during the day and stuff so like to then yeah. transition to having taking care of the kids myself while my wife is upstairs recovering that's not a typical day for me my kids are also psychotic mm. so it's like <laughs> they're determined to push daddy to the breaking point and they do <laughs> on most days where the kids have no concept of don't cough in my open mouth. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's just going to happen. Yeah, it's like, like literally, like it was a meme that used to go about like that. So I used to think I was good at not getting sick, and apparently I was just good at not having someone like sneeze in my eyeballs. And it's like, it's a meme that was going around, but see, when you've got kids, you realize it's true. It's very, very true, because like that's that's just the case. Like, I mean, cover your mouth. I scream it at the top of my lungs <coughs> sick. more times than I carry. Yeah. But we're we're finally back from this. We're finally pretty much there. I'm almost fully recovered. Like my head's back in the game. I'm not dying on my sofa here in my office, which I'm I was for like guys, a week. He sounded. Uh, I talked with Cross a couple times while he was sleeping. He sounded awful. Yeah, this is this is me sounding good. Even my throat is feeling better now. Like there's a little bit sore, and it's like it's like even yesterday. Excuse me, I was drinking stuff, and like it felt like anytime I swallowed, like I was had a razor blade in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's at the point where it's like, this is one little bit that's sore, but it's kind of getting there. So, like, I'm pretty much over it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, is this has been insane. Like, I, I literally would rather have had COVID again than this. Like, when I had COVID, it was not as bad as this flu. Yeah. Like, we all got that's hit crazy. with the flu. Um, everybody also got pink eye during it. The boys, my sons got ear infections. Mm. And Jay and I got throat issues. Like it was almost like we all responded differently. And Jay and Chas saying we survived the plague. Like that's literally what it felt like. like well, I mean, literally your immune system is that much better because <coughs> of it. Freaking better be. Like literally for days, it felt like I was dying. For a good couple of days, I'm like, I am. I must be dying. Like I, I must be. This is it. You know. And Jay was the same when she. The first couple of days I had her, she was feeling the same. Like that. This is. This is death. This can only be described as like on the verge of death. It is so bad. And then you go through this weird period where your head starts to clear up, mm -hmm. but your body still sucks. 
and then even at a certain point it feels like your body starts to get worse so like, you've almost got a clear mind but you can't like do anything yeah but it's like going in opposite directions like what is going on and i'm like so yeah so everything for like the last weeks has just been like nope cancel just it's, yeah it's not worth it i bang yeah you gotta get the rest man that's crucial yeah so that's thrown off our whole schedule that I had for me, which was already kind of in tatters of trying to work around uh, Nitro doing family stuff. I was like, okay, well, we can fit this in here and fit this in here. And then everything Boom. just went to pot for that. So Boom. so we're finally going to be doing our Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness talk today, which... Better late than never. <laughs> <coughs> I want this in our archives. I want this to be in our archives if people go back and look and stuff and give our actual thoughts on it. Um, our actual thoughts on the movie, our actual thoughts on what we thought of it, um, because we did, we had a lot of thoughts on it, just like everybody that's seen it. Um, but we're also going to do a kind of half and half show today. It's half and half going to yeah. be a review of the movie, but like we're a month on, like if you've not seen the spoilers of the movie at this point, then mm-hmm. you're like the last person that's not. Yeah. Like at this point, I mean, everyone knows what's going on. This is the blanket warning ahead of everything, like full spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, this is a full spoiler cast for this, and this is also going to be we're going to talk about um, the upcoming shows and the trailers we got for Miss Marvel. We got a trailer for She Hulk. We got um, yeah. trailers for Thor: Love and Thunder, um, and we were kind of feeling of like the MCU because like we're a fair bit into like Phase Four now. Yeah, this is going to be we've got a... a lot of properties, so it's like a we're going to start feeling out like well, where do we feel like Phase Four is going? How are we feeling about yeah. Phase Four at this point? And where do we feel like this is going forward? Because we've got a yeah, lot of is, kind of thoughts around that. This is going to be like a kickoff of the future of the MCU with Doctor Strange basically being the jumping point. This is That's what we're going to be talking about today. Including some of the shows, obviously, that have came out. But yeah, yeah, so we're going to be talking like new stuff today, but it's more going to be at the end because we're going to start off with Doctor Strange and then talk about like a lot of the trailers and stuff that have came out and a lot of the different stuff and our thoughts and that. And we're going to do that to kind of like transition into where it's going because... Yeah because insanely like Marvel has got this point got so many things going on like we're just out of Doctor Strange like a month ago but we've got Miss Marvel and we've got She-Hulk and we've got freaking uh, Thor all coming out within the next few months I just seen a poster released before we came on here of um, the I Am Groot like shorts that they're yeah, doing for Disney Plus too. are yeah. dropping in August as well so, so there's three yeah. or four like movies and shows for the MCU all dropping in the next couple of months over the summer yeah. Yeah. And that's not to speak about anything that's coming out because there's still a bunch of shows and Wakanda Forever and all this stuff that's coming at the end of the year. Yeah. So like, there's a sense. ton of stuff coming. <clears throat> so I think it's only right to kind of like address that stuff as well because we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about all of it, dude. I saw Top Gun last night. Yeah, how was it, man? How was it? Dude, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. Obviously, Top Gun came out in '86. I was three years old. I do remember seeing it, obviously. Because it made a huge impact on me when I was little. Gonna make Nitro feel really I, old. I the aviator jacket, you know, with the fluffy collar and everything. Like, Gonna make Nitro feel really old and tell him the <laughs> Top Gear, uh, Top Gun came out in freaking um, '86. I wasn't even born yet. Well, <laughs> shut up. But uh, so the new one with Tom Cruise, obviously, man, it's so good. The fi- the flying scenes in that in that movie are just ridiculous. See, and I was t- reading about how they did it. <clears throat> I was reading about how they did it because it, it really it looks like Tom Cruise is legitimately flying jets, like for real. Not even joking. I like would be surprised did. at this point, like after the whole Mission Impossible and him hanging on the outside of the plane, like I wouldn't be surprised for this if he just went, yeah, I'm just going to go get flying lessons and just learn how to fly a jet. Well, he has his pilot's license. He got it in 1990. So like he flies these little jets around. Like, so he did. He that's right. He got it like yeah. years ago. That's right. I forgot so, about that. So what they did was they, so the jets that he was flying in the movie are one-seater jets. 
But what they did was in the movie they had a two seater jet, but <coughs> reskinned it via CGI, made it look like a one person jet, and they had the camera over the the pilot's shoulder, so they showed, or right behind his head rather, so they showed Tom Cruise look like he was flying it, but he actually wasn't flying it. But it, man, it was so good, so good. That's cool, man. I'm glad that I'm glad it's a success because it's one of those ones like when you say like '86, the first one came out, we're now going to do like the the sequel to it, and it's like yeah. That's got the potential to be really good or really bad. Yeah. There's no middle yeah. ground when you're doing a sequel to like a popular, famous movie like that mm. this far later, and like this could that this could have bombed horribly. Yeah. But I've heard I've not seen it, but I've heard amazing reviews for. Well, it uh, touches on it touches on the theme of quote unquote legacy sequels, right? You have Ghostbusters mm. Afterlife, you have Mad Max, um, the the one with um, yeah, Beauty Road, yeah, 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 and then you have this one where they they're not they're not a slave to the old movie but they pay homage to it but they yeah but it's like a proper and a, legacy yeah, to they, it so, they progress the story in a natural and yeah, like yeah. fulfilling way it's it's really cool the way they do it and that's cool that the, and I, I do love when you get a good movie that does that a movie yeah. that actually pays homage to where it came from but also does mm-hmm. try to make it new and take it different yeah you know like that's I, I literally had that rant with you um, via Marco Polo this week talking about comics you were talking about comics that we've been reading and stuff and stuff that we mm-hmm. picked up lately yeah. And like, and you were saying like that some of the stuff you've picked up from Marvel and DC, and uh, from Marvel at least, like you're picking up like the Donny Cates run of Venom and stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I properly picked up a run of Marvel and DC. Yeah, like that I properly got excited for. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, I literally there's certain runs that I want to check out and want to see and want to see how the writing is and the amazing writers working on them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like the prospect of picking up Marvel and DC on a day to day or week to week basis at this point is like, it's hard to get invested because yeah. you know it's all going to be reshuffled and put back. You know, all yeah. the toys are going to be put back in the toy box at the end. So it's mm-hmm. like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, so when I first met you, I I would definitely have called myself a comic fan. I, I would definitely, no question about it, I would call myself a comic fan. I that being said, I didn't read a ton of comics. I was more of a fan of the culture mm. and the art. Yeah. I loved comic art, and I would pour over comics for the art. That being said, since we've started this, and since obviously <laughs> you and I have been going through since a ton I of stuff, you. <laughs> I've read more comics in the past two years than I had the previous 37. Um, so I am a legit comic You're welcome. fan now. <laughs> so, and I say all that to say there's a ton of really good runs, classic runs, that I never read, right? You know, The Death of Robin, Batman, Death in the Family. I never mm. read that. I never read Court of Owls. I never read, um, fully read Lethal Protector. I never read, you know, Hickman's Run on Avengers. I never read a lot of those things. Secret Wars, yeah. none of that stuff. So, like, I, I feel like I'm playing catch-up. So, that when I talk about Marvel and DC, like, understanding that they are stale. Obvi- they're stale. But there yeah. are some classic, like, stuff that I, 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 I still need to read. Yeah, and, like, and don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying Marvel and DC are awful. Like There's yeah, phenomenal yeah. runs by phenomenal writers and artists yeah. out there <clears throat> that 100%, if you want, if anyone wants, like, what should I pick up from Marvel and DC, I can give you a list of stuff that I'm like, mm-hmm. pick this up, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Pick this up, you will not be disappointed. But, like, I have since we started like the indie comic club because I started kind of delving into indie comics when we started the indie comic book club back in mm-hmm. 2020 and yeah. but like even since then the stuff that I've picked up like some of the books I've picked up I could not have imagined how good some of these stories were Yeah, and yeah. how invested you can get in some of them it's... in the direction they're going and there's 
and there's consequence to them like you you're following a story knowing that like if a character dies like they're not just going to come back if a, if there's a change in the status quo there's a reason and a purpose for it it's not just going to change back and well, it's, it's, I can't help but like it gets me more invested you know I can't oh, yeah help and but. it's cool seeing it's cool seeing different and I will argue more realistic take on on superheroes like take a look at the boys right take a look at Homelander who is basically Superman I I would argue that's how Superman would be in real life if, yeah. if if you had a re- if you had a dude who legitimately had had unlimited power, there's n- there's no way he's not gonna be a sociopath. There's no way. There's oh, yeah. no way. Absolutely. And like, so so I I tend to well I don't tend to gravitate. I like the comics like Invincible. You know where you, you know you have that whole family. You have those superheroes just going nuts, and you know I just I just like that type of like more like nuanced storytelling. I feel like it's like that's the thing is like if you delve into the world of the indie comics like there's there's so many different comics with so many different takes on stuff and styles yeah. to it and, and you're not going to like everything like I, I guarantee like everything we recommend we try to recommend Ew. the best of the best you know <laughs> we try to like look for the best check out comics that have got a lot of popularity around yeah. comics that have got a lot of interest and tell you what do we honestly think on them in yeah. hopes of like finding you guys some really good comics yeah <clears throat> But at the same time, though, like, there's stuff that we're not going to enjoy. Like, there's stuff that I'm going to sit down and read that I'm chewing. Well, well, that's it. Chew. Like, I didn't mind Chew as much, but I know you were not a massive fan of it. Yeah. It's not at the top of either of our lists. It's not, like, one of the best comics ever. Yeah. I can't say I'm fully invested in it. Like, I want to keep reading the eighth, it. The eighth was probably some of the best <coughs> comic book literature I've ever read. Which, if you didn't know, the eighth is one of the comics that Cross and I supported on Indiegogo, just without knowing it really anything always, about it. Always, always, <laughs> always do your research on the comics you buy. It's funny because they released us a chapter at a time, and uh, Cross and I would message each other after we got a chapter and saying, "Dude, did you see what we just got? Did you see it? Did you read it?" No, 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 no. We did that after like the first and second chapter of it. Like beyond that, we didn't. We like I don't stopped. know. We just stopped opening it. I'm like, I'm not even bothering anymore. And then I forgot because we ordered. We got the the Mama Jamma. Like, oh yeah, we got like the dollar one, the hard co- the hard cover. <laughs> I got invested in that, and it was like it was so not worth it. And I forgot that we had ordered it, and then it came in the mail, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, that went straight in the trash. That was not worth I mean, it. I have it on my shelf. You know, I paid for it. It's on my shelf. But I'm just like, oh. yeah, I don't even keep it. I'm like, no, it's it's not even worth it. All right, so <clears throat> we've had a little rant to get back in. Sorry, we had to get back in the swig of things. We have not had a yeah. proper conversation. It's been a couple of weeks since we even had a freaking podcast, and you weren't even on the last one, let alone us doing one together. <clears throat> so I had to get back in the swing. So we are going full. Spoilers into Doctor Strange 2, we're going to delve into this today. Um, looking at the chat and everyone that's here, how is everyone doing as well? Good to see you, Just Me D, ads in chat. Uh, I love the way Jay is in chat. If anyone else is there, drop us in a message, say hello. It is good to have you all with us today. Um, but we are going to be jumping into some Doctor Strange, and I know we're late to the party on this one. I know we're kind of late, so... <clears throat> what were your initial thoughts then? coming out of seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Man. So what were your thoughts and what were you expecting going in? And then what, yeah, were, so your, you, and what were your initial thoughts then once you came out? Because I think I'll, I think the movie we expected was not the movie we got. And I think that's yeah, how I'll most t- of the fan base felt. 
I'll tell you my expectations going into the movie, and then I'll tell you because I messaged you right after I got out of the movie, which mm. is typical. That's what we do. Um, after coming out, after coming out of Spider-Man: No Way Home, yeah, that not necessarily being like a multiversal movie, but having multiverse aspects in it, and then going into a movie titled Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I had very high expectations because Spider-Man No Way Home is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. I think Endgame might top it, probably does. But Spider-Man No Way Home is probably one of my top. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. So I was, ex- I was, and maybe this is just—it's probably not good of me—but I was expecting it, uh, Doctor Strange, to kind of be at that level. Mm-hmm. And I was—I don't want to say I was very disappointed, but I was—I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Um, I just I feel like I feel like they baited us honestly I really do I feel like we were baited a little bit with the multiverse stuff I, I mean they, they obviously touched on the multiverse stuff but nothing that really had wide ranging impact outside of Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch really I mean if you really boil it down like even the Illuminati stuff like she murdered all of them. Like, let's be let's be real. Like that had really no impact. That was just that was just an, an exercise to show how powerful she was, which I didn't mind. Like, I'm all for Scarlet Witch being OP to the to the till the wheels fall off. I'm all for that. But I, I I felt like as a whole as a movie, I feel like it dropped the ball, and it could have been so much better. Yeah, I, think... I liked it though. <laughs> I, I liked it though. I give it a solid seven out of ten. I liked the movie. I was just disappointed. I liked it as well. I think I, I would say kind of the same about a six or seven. It was decidedly average overall. Like I think in my ranking of like phase four movies, like literally it's in the middle. Mm. Like there's movies that are that I've not liked. Like I liked it better than Eternals and Black Widow, but I definitely liked No Way Home and Shang Chi more than it. So like, oh, like yeah, literally a ranks like right in the middle of the five movies yeah. we've gotten so far. Yes. Yeah, so <coughs> do you like do you like Doctor Strange origin story better than this one? Yes. Yeah, same. I like the first same. Doctor Strange way better than us. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like I think, I think I kind of agree with you a little bit. I kind of feel like with this we were baited a little bit, but not quite. Because like I think, I don't think they baited us with it, but I just don't think they corrected us when all the fans started speculating mm-hmm. because they knew it was going to get people to the cinema. Because across three different projects in phase four they started talking about the multiverse mm-hmm. they started talking about it in one division at the very end it was heavily hinted because she had the dark cold and she was looking for her kids and we could hear her kids voices so she was clearly starting to travel the multiverse looking for her children which is obviously a big part of where this movie goes so it obviously ties into that yeah um we then secondly got um was it Loki? <clears throat> Which one hundred percent like basically told us the birth of the new multiverse and set that up and you know whether or not that ties in and whatever and sort of thing because yeah. Doctor Strange never really mentions it even in No Way Home he kind of mentions there's very little we know about the multiverse and it's like mm-hmm. well are they ignoring that the multiverse was birthed out of Loki or like does everyone in the world just not realize yeah that has happened and it's just oh the multiverse has just always been there or as far as they're concerned but like they were clearly setting that up and the fact of like all the talks of like 
you know, Con- Kang the Conqueror and all the talks of that, and him setting up for a future movie, they're clearly we're setting something up with that. Mm-hmm. And then we got Spider Man No Way Home, where both of those were completely ignored, and we got our own multiversal thing. Yeah. And you know, it was Peter trying to do this good thing, trying to you know make sure that his friends could get into the school and stuff like that. And it ends up like wrecking the whole multiverse, and Doctor Strange has to rewrite everything, and people forget who, and Peter Parker is completely. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's like okay, you got three points of massive intersection in it, and then at this point we already know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming. The movie title's already been announced, and we know it's like one of the next big things. With him being in No Way Home as well, the they seem to heavily hint that this could be part of this. Yeah. And then as the, the movie went on, like him going through the multiverse, and then it was like him meeting with the Illuminati, which, again with the Illuminati, they, they, they were trying to make it look like it was this multiversal Illuminati from all these different universes coming together to deal with this big problem that he'd caused. And they did beat us in a little bit, but at the same time, I think we were all like, well, this is going to answer all the questions. Like, yeah. Technically, at no point did they say that, but they just never corrected us either when we Can all I started. Say, though, like, what a waste of, like, some cameos. Like, that was, like, Ralph yeah. Boner level, like, I, in my opinion, almost. Not that quite, because that was really bad, but almost at that level, like, a waste <coughs> of cameo. Like, you take a look at Spider-Man No Way Home. I know I'm running away real quick. I'll, I'll shut up mm-hmm. in a second. But you take a look at someone, something like No Way Home. You have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and you have all the villains from there that played a crucial role in that movie. You yeah, know? and then something or, like or, this. At least for the most part. And then like this, the Illuminati would literally just throw away cameos. Yeah. It's like, at least he got a little bit of redemption for some of them, but it's like it, it was basically all throwaway stuff. And, yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing. Like Coming out of it, like, like I said, it was a good movie. I think it's a good Doctor Strange movie. Mm. Like, if you take it as just a Doctor Strange or even a Doctor Strange Scarlet Witch story, yeah, it works. It works in that sort of level, I feel. The problem is, I don't think that's what anybody was expecting going in. Yeah. I feel like everybody was expecting this massive multiversal like, trip into all these different worlds, all these different cameos, all this different mm. adventure... Uh, the trailers made it 100% look like Doctor Strange had broke the multiverse with what he'd done yeah. and he was being held accountable for it <clears throat> you know which was a thing of like well he did this and it set this up but we all thought we were going to see well actually no this happened here and this happened there and set this up and none of that happened yeah Um. I do think as a Doctor Strange story it worked mm-hmm. I think as a, as a perspective on him and they were clearly like they clearly used it to shift his character because like from the start to finish like he's a completely different character because yeah. even when it kicks off it's like um, he's at Christine's wedding to some other dude and mm-hmm. then he gets you know and then they jump straight into like the multiversal stuff and he's fighting Shumagorath even though it's not Shumagorath because we can't say Shumagorath it's, it's like Gigantor or something like that some Definitely stupid like name <clears throat> Um. Also, as well, like America Chavez, a massive, massive part of this movie. There's barely in any of the advertising for this. Yeah. She's not a character, though. I just she's I, a and, she's and a MacGuff, a, she's a MacGuffin. 
right, I, I have no, I, I don't know anything about the actress that plays her. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen her in anything else. So this is not me commenting on her acting ability. But I will say, as a character in this movie, I don't feel like she added anything. She wasn't meant as a character, that's the problem. And that's the sad thing, is like I feel like they, they had a potential here for a really good, like, small introduction to set up stuff for her. Mm -hmm. But they never used it as a character. She wasn't like a ride-along character, she wasn't a partner to Strange, she was a MacGuffin. She was a means to an end. She was a means of Wanda traversing the multiverse looking for her kids. Mm -hmm. And that Doctor Strange was trying to keep safe. That was the whole thing, because... Yeah. <clears throat> This movie went like off the rails because we start off with the fact that like there's a version of Doctor Strange trying to save her, he gets killed, mm -hmm. and she ends up in six one six, which I'm not even going to get into that. It's not six one six because that's the comics. No, it's definitely not. And I'm like, really, we're going okay. Come on, Marvel, you're better than sure. that. It's like, sure. I know, I know, I know that one's a small minor nitpick, but I'm kind of like that's the stuff that people usually catch when they're doing stuff for Marvel. There's an interview from the actress who plays Kamala Khan where she they they asked her what universe that uh, Miss Marvel set in and she goes it's not six one six, no it's one nine 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 nine. That's the universe for MCU. So I'm she like, was basically correcting Kevin Feige, which I thought was hilarious. But that's it. There's like there's literally if you go into the Marvel wiki, there's a literal like Marvel wiki like defined universe for the MCU. It's like it can't be six one six because that's the main comic one. It's like yeah. Like, I, I just felt that was a stupid ball to drop that like you could very easily connect it. Like, you could have just made up a number. You legitimately could have made up. Hey, Chuck, say, how's it going? What's up, Chuck? So I will say, um, I think this movie had some of the best and worst visuals mm -hmm. for Doctor Strange. The <laughs> Alright, in my opinion, that music oh, note. Hold on a second. Did a shout out for Chunk and he doesn't have any clips yet, so. Because Chunk has started streaming, so I'm going to do a little shout out for him, but because he doesn't have any clips or thing, plays music. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Chunk had his first stream this past Saturday. <coughs> I tried to join on my phone because I was on a date night, so I was trying to do it on the low low, um, but my phone wouldn't load your stream. But I followed you, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I just. Well, I was going to say that, so the music, all right, in my opinion, and I, I, I heard the Infinity Bros talking about this um, in one, 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 of their, uh, one of their streams, but in my opinion, that music note fight is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in any Marvel movie. I see you like, posted about that you hated that I'm fight. I'm not even exaggerating. That was, the, that was the dumbest thing I think I've, I've ever witnessed in a, in a Marvel movie. And also that, that abomination of a CG third eye that they had on him in parts of the movie was just it didn't look good. That being said, that part where he takes over Defender Strange's body and mm. he basically gets it possessed with these these dark entities. That looked amazing. Freaking fights Scarlet, which was one of the sweetest things in that movie, in my opinion. I will I will say this for director Sam Raimi, like there are moments in this you can tell this is a Sam Raimi movie. You can tell Which I think those are the moments which I'm I'm like Ugh. No, but the, like but that's the thing though, like, like Defender Strange is a zombie, like no, that's a Sam Raimi moment, that's a horror movie moment, his horror stuff came through. Like all the stuff with Scarlet Witch, the whole zombie strange thing, the whole fight mm. between them, I'm like, him is a zombie version of himself with this cloak of all these demons, and I'm like, that's a Sam Raimi moment right there, like there are that moments, there are moments where he did such a good job with it, and I'm like, <clears throat> my main, th I think one of my main issues for this was literally the case of, 
it felt like they tried to cram in the story that they wanted and it didn't always take the progression that it was meant to mm. and then at other times I think they played it safe and firstlings with that are I think my major issue with the whole movie is like multiverse of madness we literally go to like two other universes mm-hmm. like America Chavez and um, Strange do this like world jumping thing where she can't control her powers but it launches them yeah. through all these universes and we see some really cool visuals and some really cool um, perspectives of these different worlds that are out there but we don't get to stay in <clears> any of them and we land in this world but it's like there's a couple of things a bit different and it's a world we end up meeting the Illuminati in and stuff and I'm like okay cool problem is that's like the only world we go to the only other world we really see beyond that is um, when they go to like I'm going to call him freaking Sinister Strange because it's not it's Doctor Strange Supreme yeah which they heavily hinted at as well like hey this is Doctor Strange Supreme from the What If series like no it's yeah. not yeah. it's some other screwed up version of Strange and it's like but like we never got to see the multiverse we never got to play with that we never got to no. adventure into all these out there worlds and never got to see all now. these cool things like you could have done so much random stuff how cool would it have been if they went to one of these random worlds where all the main creatures are animals or then they went to a world that was like an animated version of the multiverse yes. like a throwback to the 1990s cartoons and stuff and how, but what if they did go into one and like, it was like live action panels of a comic or something or like dude just they go had so much you could have done <clears throat> just go out there background crazy with it it's a multiverse you could do some really cool stuff and it looked like they yeah. were hinting at that and then they just they never did a lot of that and it was like okay mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the other big thing I think to talk about in the movie is Wanda I have some thoughts Scarlet Witch there was talks long long ago when this was first announced about Scarlet Witch being the villain in it Mm -hmm. Um, and then they started dropping trailers and stuff and they very very heavily hinted that like oh maybe she's the one like travelling with Strange through the multiverse and maybe it'll be and if she does turn a villain, maybe it's going to be a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because she even hints at it a little bit. Because like, it looks like she's doing stuff with Strange, and then she hints at stuff like that. It's like, I do whatever I want, and they call me a monster. You do whatever you want, and you're praised. Mm-hmm. Does that seem fair to you? And it's like, okay, so it's going to be like a natural kind of like progression of like, how do you, does everyone get what they want except me? Mm-hmm. For Wanda, which would have been a really cool journey to see. We do not get that. Mm-hmm not even a little she goes straight from WandaVision I've learned my lesson to I'm gonna murder everyone <coughs> in the Sanctum Santorum she goes from learning her Comic lesson Dodge. of like of transforming this stuff and creating the world around her to get what she wants to like she can't do that she has to deal with her grief to saying goodbye to her kids and goodbye to Vision to at the very end of WandaVision getting like hints of like maybe she's going to be corrupted because she has the dark hold and she's using it to search for her kids and it's like okay so this could start to play with her and this could start to creep in to the point of we get to the like Doctor Strange's like second big scene like he fights the big monster against America Chavez we go to see Wanda and it goes from him asking for Wanda's help to Wanda saying yes why don't you just bring the girl here to him getting suspicious to oh no she's got the dark cold she takes a reality bubble down that she's got and the whole world around her is like decaying 
mm-hmm. and evil and like and oh yeah by the way the monsters that are chasing America yeah I sent them Scarlet White sent them so not only has she went back crazy not only is she completely corrupted by the Darkhold mm-hmm. not only is she destroying the world around her but she's the one sending monsters after America to use her powers to try and go to another universe to be with her children yeah I'm like it's, it's like the freaking Anchorman meme it's like well that escalated quickly you know it's like I like I just oh my goodness I like you couldn't have like how how do you go yeah. from like that end to that extreme just like that yeah so you look at the end credit scene <coughs> in um in WandaVision where she's floating in the air and then she hears Billy and Tommy say mom so they're obviously it, it makes it seem at least that like they're in some sort of danger and they're they're wanting her so you go to this movie where they're basically living happily with a version <laughs> of of Wanda. Like, just in another universe. They're fine. They're fine. Um, and, like, I, I understand after seeing the movie and haven't had time to process it and stuff like that, I understand that Darkhold was corrupting her. I get that. I get yeah. that. I don't think they did a good enough job explaining that in the movie. I think they sure took the first half of the movie to show what it was doing to her. To show like, like it creeping in, it's like because because the dark cold is like is one of those things that's meant to like creep in. Like she's got this great power that's meant to be able to be under her control because she's the Scarlet Witch, and it's like mm-hmm. I just I feel like there was a this disconnect between one division and Doctor Strange too, where it's like mm-hmm. we needed to have something else where we fully explored what the Scarlet Witch was. Mm-hmm. We got a very basic like definition from Agnes, which obviously because like there wasn't a lot of time to explore that in full yeah, yeah and she's at the beginning of that journey but like i felt like we had to have like, one more thing to explore what the scarlet witch actually is what this prophecy what the dark hold actually says about her yeah how the dark hold ties into her and is part of her almost and i feel like we just it feels like you know like if you come back to something like oh i didn't watch that show or like well you're not going to have the information or like i missed that movie well you're going to miss yeah. this part of it it feels like i missed something yeah, I feel like there was definitely there was a chunk of not necessarily expo- exposition, but something story wise that was missing that would, ex- like you said, explain that progression from the end of One Division, yeah. where she had like legitimately learned a, a valuable lesson as far as like, hey, maybe not you know mind control an entire town just to have some fake kids. Two, I'm gonna literally murder everyone in the Comertage in order to get these kids that really well, legitimately that's... aren't even mine. Well, that's it though. Like, cause she went from that conversation with Strange to like, no, she's protected. You're not going to get America. You have to stop this. Mm-hmm. And her next step was literally, okay, I'm going to find her. Goes straight to Carmitage and just starts murdering wizards. Yeah. And showing her power. And I get like a part of it was like a display of the power of how powerful she's become. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did we forget like four years ago, like movie wise, like in like almost ten years ago, like in universe time? Almost single-handed. During, inf- during Infinity War, this woman legitimately destroyed an Infinity Stone. Like, I feel like that's something that gets overlooked a lot. She legitimately yeah. was able to destroy the Mind Stone before Thanos reversed time. And yeah. then she was able to go toe-to-toe with Thanos on her own. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah, in, in, in Endgame, <clears> she almost, like... She almost... She had him. You know? Yeah. One-on-one. Like, like, <laughs> With the gauntlet, and it's like so. she's powerful. She yeah. is. She was strong then, and like I get you're trying to get across her strength now. And I, I am all for psychotic Wanda and doing her as the villain. As like I think Elizabeth Olsen 
High praise to her. She did amazing. an amazing she job amazing. in this movie. The way she portrayed her the descent into madness, the way that she portrayed the the grief of her kids and like that and how like badly obsessing over grief like that can drive you insane. It was very reminiscent of um Doctor Strange Supreme from What If. Like, she, like he got so fixated on saving Christine and that doing what had to be done to make that happen that the, he didn't stop and think wait a minute what am I doing and what are yeah. the consequences of it it was very nice to see Wanda taking that journey I think it was a great job Elizabeth did a phenomenal job Elizabeth Olsen phenomenal actress and Alice she's, she's terrifying in this <clears throat> She is like she has got when an she, amazing like intimidation that, factor to her. That one whole scene where she's basically in the universe uh, where the where the Doctor Strange was killed by the Illuminati, mm-hmm. and she's chasing them through those hallways, dude. That's legitimately terrifying. Yeah, I mean that's it. She's actually using this power from the Dark Hole, which she can like inhabit bodies, other versions mm-hmm. of herself. Because they start talking about this whole thing of like um, that, uh, you know, multiverses. Like when you have dreams, you're actually seeing uh, another multiverse which i thought was a really cool concept which by the way i have i have not had a dream the same since i heard that concept like i've woken up (laughs) with dreams there like holy crap that's a hell of a world i'm living in there you know it's like but she also then uses this power to then jump into the body of a version of her which is this really great kind of back and forth with this version of wanda who does have her kids Mm -hmm. um and that universe where the illuminati are and just can't get over that <clears throat> creepy pancake song that those kids sang. I'm like, yeah. where did that come from? Oh, it was so random. If you've not seen it, you need to see it. It's like it's so bizarre. Oh my um, gosh! But yeah, so we focus a lot on this universe. Um, in this main universe, like it's uh, the Illuminati instead of the mm-hmm. Avengers. Doctor Strange was part of it. Um, and the initial story we find is that he was killed during the fight with Thanos. Yeah. Um, which ends up coming out later actually no he kind of went mad with power with mm-hmm. the dark hold and it was actually the illuminati that killed doctor strange but they allowed yeah. the the lie of doctor strange was killed in the battle with thanos to maintain the peace mm-hmm. um, which um <clears throat> speaking of that scene uh, of that scene like i do want to talk about the illuminati just for a hot second oh yeah well that's how i was oh, building like- up to the illuminati because we're, that's a big part of I think that's one of the weaknesses of this movie not them themselves although there are weaknesses to it but the fact of like everyone that came out of seeing Doctor Strange 2 was talking about the Illuminati yeah was talking about the Illuminati and I'm like when you're coming out of there and your main hero that's the title card of the movie and the main villain are not your big talking points but essentially the cameo drops for a scene are the big talking point I'm like You've, you've kind of done something wrong, I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, I mean, we had... Though, obviously, if you if you haven't seen the movie and if you don't mind spoilers, again, we've been talking spoilers for the past... Yeah, we're in full yeah, spoilers. Minutes, if, you've, if you've been on the internet in the last month, you've seen who's in the Illuminati. So we finally got our Reed Richards and John Krasinski. Um, yeah, did your theater cheer? Dude, I said... He appeared and my something. theater erupted. Oh, yeah. Dude, our, our, my theater went crazy. Um, so obviously we have John Krasinski as as, as um, Mr. Fantastic showed up, mm-hmm. which we may, he may or may not be the main Mr. Fantastic going forward. I hope 
Because I really like him in the role. I think he's an awesome actor, and I think he'll do great. That's a hell of a Ralph Boner, like, cheap bait. If they give him as for the Illuminati, and they're like, oh, wait, the MCU Reed Richards is someone totally different. You have Haley Atwell, Susan Carter, uh, Captain Britain, I guess. Susan Carter? Kind Who of. the hell's Susan Carter? What did I say? Susan Carter? Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, sorry. Peggy Carter Peggy since, Carter. like, 2012, man. Like, My bad, my bad. Peggy Carter, sorry. Um, who is up? Captain Carter, who... It's very heavily, again, very heavily hinted at from the What If show, but it's not that version of her. And we know that for a fact because that version of her is coming back in What If Season 2. Mm-hmm. Hey, Space Hobo. Um, and this version of her is definitely not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got her. We got... I, I kind of popped for this, and I know Az in chat's popping for it as well, because um, I'm a fan of the character in the comics, and the TV version that they made of him was awful, but they actually brought back Anson Mount, who mm. played Black Bolt in the awful Inhuman show. They which, gave him a proper costume. Yeah, and he looked like Black Bolt from the comics, sweet, man. man. I, I thought sweet. he looked awesome. And they showed got, his power too. They showed his oh, power, like he was the one that destroyed um, Doctor Strange in that universe, like just with a whisper, and like blew him away, full blown power release, and I'm like, that was so cool to see him. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, we got not Monica Rambeau. What's her name? Her yeah, mom. Monica, Monica Rambeau, isn't it? No, because Monica Rambeau is the the daughter that's in One Division. Is she not, or is that a different? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, whoever her mom is, it's in Captain Marvel. Maria. Maria, Maria. Rambo, that's it. Yeah. I couldn't remember her first name there. But Maria Rambo, who we saw as the best friend of um, Carol Danvers in um, the Captain Marvel movie, she is actually Captain Marvel in this universe. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like was the weakest cameo because everyone was kind of like all these big pops, like, hey, Anson Mount's back. Oh my goodness, George Krasinski. Oh my goodness, Patrick Stewart. And they're like, Maria Rambo's back. It's like, yay. <laughs> Was there a big call for her to come back? Like, um, but oh, then, of, but then, of course, freaking Patrick Stewart in Professor the yellow Egg, floaty chair in the yellow floating chair with the little trill of music from the X Men '92 themes. Straight up '90s X Men cartoon, like straight out of the cartoon. It was so good. Like the green I, suit, the striped tie, everything, man. I popped for pretty much every member of the Illuminati, and I'm like, okay, I'm happy now. This is a when he a... came out, and I heard the animated X Men music, I was like, dude, this is like awesome. This is like they're going like all a childhood in. dream. They're going all in for this, and then it's like, and yeah. not a one of them survives. No, they all get murdered. So, yeah, I don't want to go through every single one, but every single one get brutally murdered. Oh no, some of them, de- <laughs> some of them we deserve to go through. Like, can I just say, by the way, it's like. I know people are like justice for Black Bolt because of the way he went out, but I'm sorry, like I literally was like when he died. Well, alright, so you have uh <coughs> Richard Reed, right? Richard Reed Richards. Reed Richards. What am I dude, I'm like just, Your like, brain just broke there right for now. a minute. <laughs> so Reed Richards, the freaking smartest man in the universe, apparently, proceeds to tell Scarlet Witch how Black Bolt uses his power. So she then uses that knowledge against. He Black just has Holt, to say a word. Use his power. Mouth like, erased. On, Mouth erased, it, and then like, and then basically he, blows his brains out. Well, that's it. He tries to whisper and reverberates back into his brain, and like, and his head just caves in. And it's like, I was left like, oh, 
Oh my goodness, yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal. Though. It was such a cool thing. Uh, before we get to his killing, actually, I want to mention as well Reed Richards at this point as well, who's very much kind of heading up the Illuminati as they go to face Wanda. Uh, mention of him having a wife and kids as well. That was really uh, cool. So shout out to them, to Franklin and Valeria Richards, getting kind of off-screen mentioned. And I'm like, I'd love to see um, Franklin and Valeria Richards in the MCU, especially see what they do with Franklin, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he gets unraveled like a freaking... Like one of those like gum tapes, like all this ribbon everywhere. Like yeah, we do get to see him use his power a little bit, which is pretty cool. It was cool to see. Cool. It was cool yeah. to see. We had to see a whole once before he was unraveled. <laughs> um, and he she screams his guts out. Yeah, know, and we literally. take it. She takes out the rest of them. She takes out Captain Marvel. We'll take out Professor X and all that. The other one I just have to mention specifically though is Captain Carter. Yeah, because on. Hurrah for Hayley Atwell, by the way. That fight scene with Scarlet Witch, she was giving it her all. She was. Her and Maria Rambo, like, fighting their hearts out. Maria Rambo gets taken out, and then freaking Captain Carter gets cut in half with her own shield. Her own shield. Yeah. I, like, that was a brutal death. Dude, not to mention... Alright, since we're going through every single one of them, we've got to talk about Professor X. Mm. So Professor Professor X, bless his heart, tries to go into Wanda's head and, like, help her... That was He's the in- one moment when I was like, this is kind of no. pathetic. Yeah. Like, come on. You're like, you're like he- the most powerful psychic in the world, dude. Come I on. Know. So he's in her head. He's in this basically this white room where you have legitimately Wanda under rubble. And he's trying to reach her and grab her. And then she gets sucked into the darkness. And then you see this yeah. red cloud coming from behind him. And this freaking, like, sharp tooth, white ashen face Wanda comes up behind him. She doesn't just break his neck. She rips his head in half, which if you pause it, like, if people have screen grabs of the actual scene, and he's, his head is legitimately ripped in half. Yeah, I can, can I just say this as well, like, if there's a movie that you don't let your kids see for the MCU, this is this one. Yeah, Stuff it, like that, and stuff like zombies, a movie. and stuff like Zombie Strange, and stuff like, are 100% Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam, legitimately a horror movie. Because Sam Raimi does other stuff, but, like, see Sam Raimi when he does horror, he does mm-hmm. it well. And yeah. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Man is, is 100% horror-based movie. It has got yeah. such great horror elements to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is legitimately... Like, Wanda is terrifying in this. She is an unstoppable creature. Yeah. Um, and they go through all the stuff, like, trying to stop them. They're trying to get the Book of Ashanti to stop her and all this stuff. And um, Strange ends up getting launched through to the other universe where he meets the not-Doctor-Strange Supreme... <clears throat> who's basically destroyed his whole world and starts to use the dark gold he's got he defeats him and the, the Nitro's favourite fight from the whole movie throwing music notes at each other fighting each other in classical music yeah you have the awesome opportunity to show two Doctor Strangers fighting each other who are just incredibly powerful and you choose to have them throw music notes at each other like really? no it's even worse than that though because like you what you've got is the second Doctor Strange v Doctor Strange fight in the MCU because I've seen it already in What If yeah so your goal is to look at that and go hey that needs to be topped and you just did not even did not even try to top it and when they hit them when they hit each other we're gonna play just pipe organ music that'll blow your head off like But Come yeah, on, so if it, if it ends off that Doctor Strange, Sinister, and 
uses the dark hold and he's got Christine with him the whole time who I have not mentioned because there's basically been an afterthought in this conversation because she's an afterthought in the movie for the most part she doesn't matter we get the they're literally trying they're trying to give Strange a wrap up for this because his Christine's like getting married it's like because like can I just say by the way the whole Christine stuff is hysterical to me because the whole thing is he goes to her wedding and then it's like the whole thing of like he's with this Christine and they're still kind of liking each other because she was in love with Strange in her world and he went nuts and she's still um, he's still in love with her and it's the whole I love you in every universe yeah only for that to basically be thrown away in the end credits when freaking Clea showed up yeah who if anyone doesn't know who Clea is played by the amazing Charlize Theron that's Doctor Strange's wife in the comics which I did not know that when I saw her. I was like, I have no idea who this chick is. I was like, is. wow, we spent this whole movie trying to put to rest the Christine stuff and this whole weird back and forth the Christine from another universe. Like, are they going to try and make it work? And it's like, and it was all rendered pointless. Can we talk about the end credit scene just for a second now that you mentioned it? So you have the, I think there's two of them. No, wait, no, not, I'm not talking about the Bruce Campbell one. So the at very end of the movie, when he's walking down the street in his scarf, and he freaking flips out, falls to the ground, and the third eye appears. Yeah, so the like very r- next scene shows him, like with with Clea, and it just pops up, and he's all fine. He's all fine. About and it, it pops like, up, and he's just done it. That's and it's like, yeah. Like, all right. I think that's is it, the. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Like, what are we doing here? I think like, it's showing that Strange is going to start playing a bit more grave with what he's comfortable with. Yeah. Because if you look into the comic stuff with Clea, Clea is from. The Dark Dimension, right? Yeah, the Dark Dimension. She's basically... She's not the daughter. She's the niece of Dormammu. Okay. I want to say niece. I might be wrong in that. Don't quote me in that. I'm not totally up on my Doctor Strange stuff. But I feel like Clea, I think she's the niece of like Dormammu and Dormammu's sister. Um, who were like big beings like that. So it's like it's a hint of going into the Dark Dimension. It's a hinting towards... That, uh, yeah, I didn't know that until I saw an IGN video after I saw the movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Only comic fans caught who Clea was and the whole point of that. But like, it essentially, like, it's setting up this whole dark journey for Doctor Strange. The movie, if you take it as a Doctor Strange movie, it's a great progression for him because it's showing like he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Why? Yeah, that's because, a good point. Because he's now going on this journey into the darker stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, eventually he'll be Sorcerer Supreme again. Eventually, at some point in the comics, Clea became Sorcerer Supreme as well, and the two of them were together and married, and she led the Dark Dimension and all this. There's a whole storytelling stuff for this. So it's opening up this stuff of Doctor Strange, which, because we've only had one Doctor Strange movie that really dove into the other dimension stuff. Mm -hmm. So, since then, we've had nothing but Strange around the Avengers. So I feel like this movie was more of a, it really was a Doctor Strange movie to progress him and the yeah. fact of like well we're kind of not doing a lot of the coming together Avengers stuff as much and he's going to go off and do his story over here mm-hmm. um, and if you take it as that it makes sense Yeah, it's just like we said we felt like the whole thing the whole MCU had been baiting us into the multiverse and we felt well this must be the the thing that's going to reveal it all and take us in there and it just didn't mm-hmm. and like we said there was some really cool stuff in this we got some cool stuff with the Illuminati Doctor Strange like Try using the dark hole to take control of the Defender Strange's corpse that was in his world, that was awesome. and using the that demons so that were cool. all attacking him as his new cloak, and like him and Wong fighting Wanda, like yeah, it was, was so cool. cool. Yeah, but it's like <clears throat> there was a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. 
Agreed. Like Wanda's journey at the start didn't make sense. Although I did like her finale, I did like her coming to terms with it, and like talking like the other Wanda almost forgiving her and her having to come to terms with the loss. Mm-hmm. My problem is I felt like we'd just done that at the end of WandaVision. Right, right. That was and the it was whole like, point of WandaVision. And it was like, well, if you're going to go this road with Strange, why did we do that at the end of WandaVision? Why didn't you have yeah. her just go off, like, free the town, go off on her own, like, no, I'm not done, and make it very clear that she was going to yeah. continue this and continue in this dark path. Um, and then at this thing, she, like, sacrifices herself at the end and kills herself and destroys the Scarlet Witch Temple that she found and all this. Can we just say that like she's she's obviously not dead? Yeah, Chunk saying she's all she's not dead. Yeah, I th- what I think it is is a case of because Elizabeth Olsen has been very vocal recently about the fact of like she's loved working with the MCU, but she has had to miss out on major projects. Yeah, because she's been Wanda. Mm. This is I think so we can put Scarlet Witch on the shelf. Mm. Okay, to allow her to venture into other projects that might be available to her. But then we can also bring her back off the shelf when the time's right, and yeah. the time for her to join us again. Yeah, you know, because I feel like that's what we're doing with a lot of the older characters. Is like, it's time to retire them. It's time to. We need to start cycling some of them out because we're trying to do this stuff with these new characters, and it's like, either we're going to have to start cycling people out or change stuff around, or we're going to get very crowded. You know, that's why a lot of people are talking about Thor. Might be the last. Mm-hmm maybe the last hurrah for Chris Hemsworth that's why yeah. a lot of people are you know now saying that they feel like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 might be the last Guardians movie you know Dave Bautista has already said he's stepping back from that Karen Gillian that plays Nebula has already said she's probably stepping back after that mm-hmm. so we're already hinting at a whole bunch of that sort of stuff Yeah. so I feel like with Wanda it's like she's she never really got her own like starring role until WandaVision in 2020 mm-hmm. But she has actually been around since Age of Ultron. She's been around yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like I feel like I mean, looking back, and I know we're gonna kind of go into this a little bit in a minute, but just looking back at Phase One through Three, like I felt like there was an overarching narrative to the whole to that whole um, period. Yeah. Right? Obviously, I mean, not just Thanos. There was an <clears throat> overarching like team. Everything felt like it across tied the to... whole across that whole first three phases, and like after you take a look at everything after that, it's just been like over here, and I'm over there, and I'm over here, and there's nothing that's like. Well, let's jump blue. in. Let's jump into this set of stuff then, because this is a big talking point we wanted to talk about as well. So let, let's kind of wrap up the Doctor Strange thing then. So, what were your kind of thoughts coming out of it then, with all this stuff with Doctor Strange? Like, is that something you would recommend to people? Do you think it's something that people should go check out? Do you think? Is it? I mean, I, is I, it a benefit I, I, to the MCU? Is it a detriment to the MCU? Like, I, I think it has legitimately a little to no impact on the MCU, in my opinion. Now, Doctor Strange as a character, to your point, I never really actually thought about that. That's actually a really good point. Like, it sh- it really shows his progression to the more gray areas of magic, which I think is super important because the Doctor Strange that I've read in the comics, like you're talking about Hickman's or Avengers run, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, Infinity, all that <coughs> stuff, like he's very much in. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to to, yeah. to fix the situation, you know. And I don't know if we've seen that Doctor Strange yet. And so he's cool. hinted he's hinted at that attitude, but he's never actually done it. Like in Infinity War, yeah. like telling Tony and you know they all let him and Peter die and rather than give over the stone, which obviously he didn't do because that was the one way to kind of beat everything. And yeah, 
and the whole thing of like giving Spider-Man a tune out and no way home but like still has feelings for the kid and wants to help him and mm-hmm. trying to make sure that they didn't have to go the path that they did there was so much yeah. stuff that hinted at it but he never really went that way and I feel like we're going to start to see that because like Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme now he's taking care of Karmataj he's mm-hmm. taking care of all that stuff so Strange is basically still a sorcerer though mm-hmm. and he's still free to do what he's his own thing yeah and I, I feel mean, like that's what we're going to see going forward for him if you're a fan of Doctor Strange absolutely you need to see this movie again I, I don't feel like it has any really little to impact little to no impact on the larger MCU as a whole I feel like the first Doctor Strange was a better movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am with you. I, f- I feel like it's middle of the road. Uh, it's better than Eternals. It's better. It's definitely better than Black Widow. Um, but I feel like Shang Chi. Um, Shang Chi is like one of my top favorite movies in the MCU. I feel it's honestly. so good. It's so good. <clears throat> but um, I would still recommend people check this out. I think it's got some great moments to it. I think it's got. Even just some of the visuals, even the multiverse that we do see, even though it's briefly, I think it's worth seeing. Um, I think the whole s- stuff of what they do with Wanda in this, there's a lot of great moments in this with her, although I don't, I think the progression's too quick. Mm-hmm. If you take it from her already being insane, like there's a lot of great moments with her, as if you're yeah. a fan of Scarlet Witch, go see it. Um, there's a lot of great Doctor Strange moments in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of like some horror elements in the MCU or Sam Raimi and the work that he does, like if you love like Evil Dead and all that sort of stuff that yeah. Sam Raimi did, like he fits those horror elements in there and he does them well. Yeah, they are done so well in this movie. It's like it's, I like it. I like it in that sense, and that probably helps make it better for me in a sense because like it's, it's doing something different from the rest of the MCU. And every time the MCU takes risks, I always really appreciate it. Yeah, because the MCU gets have nothing but like smack talk from people about the fact of like it's all the same and I'm like actually when they do something a bit different I love that they push boundaries like of course it's still a superhero movie but there's definite horror elements in here there's definite moments like I've yeah. seen people sneak their kids in to go see Avengers movies and stuff like this is not a movie kids should be getting snuck in to see yeah yeah. there's some really stuff in here that will freaking terrify them there's some stuff in there that like you're like wow that's a bit that's a bit freaky I mean, even Zombie Strange, like the way that he looked, he was like, it was pretty gnarly. So it was pretty cool. gnarly. It was terrifying, but it looks so good. Like, there were um, a couple points in this movie, I'm like, this could easily be rated R. If you yeah. push this one scene a little further. If they push some scene, stuff, like, absolutely. If he was allowed to, yeah. he could easily have done an R rated movie for it. Oh, yeah, no question. Um, and just to wrap up the kind of Doctor Strange stuff, I do want to talk a little bit about America Chavez. And mm-hmm. um, we already kind of said she's not really a character in this as much as a MacGuffin, which I which I feel like is a detriment to her. I felt like the actress did really well with what she did. Mm-hmm. I felt like she did a decent job. I can't say she did she did badly in the role. Yeah, but she was more of a MacGuffin for Wanda to go after and Strange to protect than an actual person. Yeah. And like my my biggest qualm with that is um, her story. We get a little bit of her backstory when they're traveling through the world of the Illuminati. There's like a shop you stand in front of and it shows memories. And when she stands there, it shows her powers activating when she was a kid and scared. And it sucked her um, moms. She had two moms, which if that was the whole gay controversy that, you know, was showing stuff in the Middle East and stuff like that, or showing stuff in yeah. China. was like that. It's like, oh my goodness, we're lesbians. Like, she's got two moms. Yeah. That's literally it. They don't even hold freaking hands or anything. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's a non-point to give her some sort of backstory. Yeah. Um, and they're sucked through the portal that she can't control so she doesn't even know what world she's launched them into 
And it's hinted at the fact that, like, if she gets better at controlling her powers, maybe she can find them. You know, they might even mm-hmm. still be alive out there. Yeah. But hey, that's not a fun <laughs> ending to the story because. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. No, because America Chavez, at the very end of it, now that she can control her powers, which she does at the end, to help, like, wrap up the stuff with Wanda. Oh, you can control your powers now. What's the thing you think you would do? You know, like, go after your moms who have been missing for, like, what ten freaking years since you were a literal child, or, or, train as a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, America. Here's your sling ring. <laughs> it's like, literally, she's training at Carmitage, and I'm like, okay, Why? that's 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 cool that you're training. Like, did we did we hint that she could do like magic at any point? Like, it's usually something that has to, you have to be able to tap into. Like, I mean, we see that with freaking Ned and No Way Home. Yeah. And it's like, no, she's so no magical ability, but we're going to train her as a wizard. And I'm like, you can control your powers. Are you not, not going to go look for your moms? We're just going to put that on the back. Like, the thing that you've literally been desperate to do in the hopes of controlling your powers so that you can go and find them wherever they are in the multiverse. You can literally jump from dimension to dimension. Yeah. Nah. We're, we're not gonna worry about that. <coughs> okay, yeah, I'm just gonna we'll leave that alone. It's like it's, yeah, it's a decidedly above. average movie. I feel. Uh, space said, uh, "I wonder why they didn't use white vision." There was a lot of stuff. I wonder why they didn't use. Honestly. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I feel like he would have been just shoehorned in. To be honest. Yeah, that's tr- that's true. Yeah, like, true. you know, like because that was our whole thing. Oh, like she. Maybe you can set with one division like she dealt with her grief with vision, but she was still dealing with her grief with the kids, but but she was legitimately dealing with grief with vision. She actually mm-hmm. lost him. Yeah. The kids were never real in that universe. Mm-hmm. Uh well there's range of magical powers before his accident. What do you mean, Space Hobo? I'm not totally sure. Um But yeah, it's like so going forward with phase four. Mm-hmm. We've we've had a lot of stuff, and I think that's. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I thought you said hold yeah, on yeah. there. Was like, no, no, I said a ton. A ton. Oh, I thought you said hold on there. Like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> um, we've had a ton of content, and to be completely honest, coming into phase four, and I'm just being candid here. If anyone is like completely against our opinions, is like more power to you. This is our opinions. It's our show. We're going to talk about like our opinions and our feelings on it. If you disagree with us, fantastic. Totally okay. Totally that's, okay. That's, that's perfectly allowed. If you want to have a discussion about it, that's perfectly allowed as well. It's one of the um, cool things about the fandom. Yeah. So we... We're going to talk about Phase 4. We're not going to talk about it necessarily in the best of lights. So mm-hmm. just forewarning on that. Yeah. Kind of like Nitro said, I feel like phase one to three, there was an overarching narrative. And I, it wasn't just the Thanos narrative. <coughs> was I feel like thing. everything tied together, everything had little connections and little things that fit together that made it feel all part of the one big universe. Mm-hmm. And we, we could almost say, like, I almost call this, like, edit the second era. You know, like, this is like we had phase one, two, and three, is like, and this is phase four, but this is like era two. This yeah. is the post Thanos era. Everything from phase one to three was like era one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, like, at the beginning of era one, yeah, they were a bit rudderless as well. But the difference is that 
that was the beginning of the MCU. They didn't know if it was going to make it. They didn't start making connections because half of them expected freaking Iron Man to bomb. Yeah. It was complete 50-50 if this was going to make them any money and if the company was going to be done right then and there. Coming into Phase 4, it's a brand new era and you're setting up brand new stuff. The difference is you've had the whole previous three phases to build off of on where you want to go. And I've said it before, like I... Kevin Feige talked about them going on this retreat to like plan out the next bits of the MCU and I'm like that's awesome my worryment is the fact of like in 2021 we kicked off phase 4 and you it made it sound like you haven't done that yet mm-hmm. and not to like try and kick it the MCU or anything but like it feels a bit like it too because mm-hmm. it feels like a lot of stuff going forward like they didn't know quite what they were doing well, even, like, so I'll go so far as the back, like you said, 21, like, when they released WandaVision, I was blown away. Like, I was like, all right, if this is how the Disney Plus shows and Marvel shows are going to be, dude, I am in, like, I'll take all my money. And then we had Loki, which, again, in my opinion, was a, a banger as well. Like, mm-hmm. we, just, my wife and I just rewatched Loki. Phenomenal show. Awesome yeah. character study of Loki. Absolutely. And then... <laughs> And then you get to stuff like Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's where I, I started to feel kind of the disconnect. You felt it a little bit with Loki, honestly, the disconnect from the larger narrative of the MCU. The difference um, with Loki, I felt like, though, was that Lo- that's the point of Loki. It's true, yeah. Because the whole true. point of it is he's in the TVA, which is outside of everything. Mm-hmm. And also, like, this is a different Loki going on a different path because our Loki's dead. Mm-hmm. So that show's almost designed to take place outside of what's going on. Yeah. In a sense, That's which true. is how it kind of got away with it. The problem is, like, the rest of the MCU's not. Well, yeah, you have you have Falcon and Winter Soldier, which, uh, in my opinion, is the bottom the bottom of all the Disney Plus shows so far. Yeah. Uh, you have What If, which is close. I, I enjoyed or certain aspects of What If. What If got better I, with the final two episodes. Yeah, but when you have, like, six to eight episodes, <coughs> only two of them are good. Uh, and yeah. then you have Hawkeye, which I liked Hawkeye for what it was. I it, loved that show until the finale, and then the final yeah. episode legitimately put it down the ranks for me. Like that finale, I did not like it. Yeah. So like you have all these shows that, like in my opinion, are mediocre at best, uh, and then you have you know releases like She-Hulk where they just released a trailer. I mean. It, yeah. The CGI is pretty bad. Like it's like early two thousands bad in my opinion. Okay, and I've had. Um, a, I've, can I just say as well? I've had a lot of people defending. Like, oh yeah, well they can make it better for the show and stuff and all that, and they'll probably work on it, which they probably will. Yeah. I said this to you during the week though, and I was like, my problem is, you're Disney. Yeah. You have Disney money. You have it's overthrowing like, country monies. Money. It's like the amount of money you've got. And the CGI looks like that, yeah. even for a trailer. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, and, I, and, I, and I'm sorry. There's a whole thing that you know, if anyone disagrees with me on it, but I'm like, you're Disney. You're this is Marvel. This is arguably the biggest movie property and franchise in history. Yeah. No other movie property has done what Marvel has done has made the amount of money that Marvel has made and that's the CGI you put out yeah 
It's so, it's really bad. Like, it's not like you don't have money to make this amazing. Do you know how I know? I've seen Hulk! <laughs> even in 2012 in Avengers, even the freaking Incredible Hulk movie which came out in what, 2008, 2009? Hulk looks awesome! Phenomenal! And I will argue <coughs> in Edward Norton's Hulk movie is the best Hulk we've gotten. Yeah, it looks great! I'll, I'll stand by that. He looks great, Abomination looks great in the movie and in recent showings of him that like we've seen like in M. Shang-Chi. He looks phenomenal. And yeah. you're telling me that's what we're getting for She-Hulk? Like, I'm sorry, that's not an excuse for Disney. So, I mean... That's not an excuse for a company this rich. So you got this mediocre-looking She-Hulk, which it might be an awesome show, but their their foot forward was not a good one. Even you the trailer wasn't amazing. No. You have Miss Marvel, which, again, I don't know anything about Miss Marvel as a character. The show looks cool. I hear it's geared towards kids, which has me a little concerned. Um... But then you have, like, looking back at the movies that they've released this phase, right? You have Black Widow. You and I have talked about this. Five years too late. Off, off the bat, I don't care about it. Right? Yeah. And I hate to sound too harsh, but it, it is what it is. And you have Eternals. I enjoyed Eternals, but I get why people don't yeah. like it. I wasn't it's a fan a of it. It's, like it's, it's a boring movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. I get it. 100%, I get it. Yeah. You, you, you've got Eternal Creatures, and you've got a big thing rising out of the earth, the earth giving birth to it. And I'm like, how did you make that boring? Yeah, I know. Like, seriously, know. like, come on! You have Shang-Chi, which I will argue <coughs> is the most connected to the larger MCU than any uh, anything that's happened. Not to anything, mention one of the, the best or the movies. movies in the MCU it's so as well. Good. It's so And it's such a cool origin movie. I went back and watched a, a it recently, hero. and it's, it's, it's still good. It's so and good. You have Spider-Man No Way Home, again, arguably one of the better MCU movies that's ever been released. Um, so you have those two bangers as far as movies go. But even Spider-Man Spider No Way Home, not really a huge connection to the larger Marvel universe. Yeah. You right? I mean, would you agree with me on that? I would agree. It's like, that's the thing. Like, the biggest connection is probably Shang-Chi. But the only yeah. reason that's got the biggest connection is the ending. Because, like, Wong comes out and takes him through the portal and stuff like that. And they talk with Hulk and they talk with Captain Marvel. And it's, they're obviously setting up for him to have a big connection. The problem is the rest of Shang-Chi is, like, on its own. So it's like, it's not really connected. Spider-Man is kind of like Doctor Strange in its connection in the sense of like it sets up the new status quo for Spider-Man in the MCU of him like not really being known and doing his own thing now mm -hmm. so like that and Doctor Strange are very much a case of like they are connected you know because it's setting up the future of that character but in terms of the wider world not really mm -hmm. um, Eternals it depends where they go. Yeah. Eternals feels like the first Guardians, but it's like it's its own standalone thing. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> depending where they go with it, will show how that connects. So I, I can kind of forgive that. I mean, and then Black Widow is their movie of like trying to tie in and show, hey, look at all this stuff. Yeah. The, the, there's a gap that you know that wasn't really filled, and it's like we can use to fill it. And it's like, okay, and it's like, but I think the thing is though is like it felt like Phase One to Three was building the connectivity of the universe. Mm -hmm. And I can everything I, I knew, on, everything built on the thing that came before it. Everything. I knew after Endgame that it was going to separate. Because I had to. The whole thing was building up the Avengers were there. We've lost major members of the Avengers, like Thor's off on his own, Iron Man's dead, Caps went back and lived his life's an old man now. The yeah. Avengers are pretty much done. And good on them. The Avengers yeah. have done their thing. They've done what they were here to do. They've literally saved 
the universe and taking out Thanos and I'm like they deserve the break mm-hmm. it's like but now it's like you have the journey of setting up this universe my problem with it though is like it doesn't feel like it's connected Mm-mm. like even Not if you watch see after the first Avengers movies like going into phase 2 everything was separate still but it felt like there was a connection it felt like you knew this was going to have a role on impact mm-hmm. like you know Iron Man making choices you know like M. Thor M. doing his thing you know Cap doing his thing yeah. they were all going to have knock on effects mm-hmm. and I feel like we're now like without those characters we've got all these other characters that are standing here and I just don't know about the effect that they're having yeah I just everything feels like it's alone and do you know what it's like do you know what it feels like to me it feels like when the Netflix shows came out mm-hmm. and they started kind of at the very beginning do you remember at the very beginning of Daredevil they kind of like episode one they hinted at it's like funny. the Battle of New York and stuff and so my wife and I had just started watching that show again Daredevil it's and I know I, I messaged this to you the other day but just the difference between something like a Daredevil on Netflix and then you look at Falcon and Winter Soldier or a Hawkeye and it's just like it's not even, no pun intended, it's not even in the same universe as far as the, the quality of a show. And I'm not even, I, taking the violence aspect out of it, I, I get that. <coughs> taking the viol- I'm just talking about the, the story, the pacing, the cinematography, the, everything about the show is, is, is crisp quality stuff. And I, I take a look at the stuff you know we're getting now, and I, I, I'm not trying to crap on it because there's we're, really We're getting cool some good aspects. stuff. We're getting some really good stuff. We're getting good some good stuff. stuff. But compared to what we have already gotten, I feel like it's subpar. Let me ask you this thing, because I, I heard someone talking about this, and I kind of wanted to ask you about it. Do you think they're stretching themselves too thin with the amount of projects they've got now? Because yes. Kevin, Kevin Feige's been in charge of everything for so long, and he said to have his fingers on every pie, he's a guy with a string over the board. We've talked about this millions of times. But coming into phase four, like there are so many projects happening now, there is no way that he can keep the same consistency across them all. Yeah, there's no way. Because like, like we've had like literally, literally just since after Endgame. You know, after Endgame, after Spider-Man: Far From Home, that was the end of the phase. Well, and when everything stopped for the pandemic, since we came back, we have had. Um, like with Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, we have had Spider-Man, No Way Home, we have had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we have had Black Widow, we've had Eternals, we've had WandaVision, we have had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we have had Loki, we have had What If, uh, we have had Moon Knight, we have had Hawkeye, we have got Miss Marvel coming out, we have got um, She-Hulk coming out, We've got Thor: Love and Thunder. We've got the I Am Groot shorts now coming out. Uh, we've got the end of the year. We've got Moon Black, Knight. Uh, Moon Knight. We've got Black Panther coming at the end of the year. Wakanda Forever. Uh, I feel like we've got another show. They're talking about what if dropping a second season before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, possibly something else, but even just at that, do you know how many projects that is? That's seventeen that I have rattled off there from the That's start of 2021 to the end of 2022 I have talked of 
17 projects. So the fan in me... It used to be two to three. Yeah, two to three movies a year. Two to three movies. Seven. Teen. Across two years. If you half that... Even take it to 16. Okay. Half 16. What's that? Five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight. yeah. Eight projects. You have gone from three at most to eight. Yeah. You've added five more projects a year. Mm-hmm. At least. And that's the ones off the top of my head. They're very likely that there's still stuff coming out later this year I've forgotten about. Yeah. <coughs> there is no way you can keep up the consistency that you had across two to three movies a year leading into this packed a schedule. And I'm going to be completely honest, like, as a fan, like, I'm excited, like, oh yeah, we're getting this show, and we're getting this show, we're getting this show. I'm not going to lie, like, I feel like the quality is dropping a little on quite yeah. a lot of them. Agreed. And it is making me less excited. Yeah. I was going to say, as a fan, I'm like, bring it. The more, the better. <laughs> as a fan, like, I want to be excited, like, yes, yeah. more Marvel stuff, like, this has been amazing. But what? looking at it subjectively, like, and and like, and correct me if you you feel different than me, but this is how I'm feeling on it right now. I know the fan base is wider, and it's not based upon my own personal thing, but I'm like, I'm getting tired, a little bit, because there's so much stuff from Marvel to try and keep up with, as well as having a normal life. We try and keep up with the stuff for our job, and it's like. But it's like it's almost like a full time job to keep up with the Marvel stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's like I want to get into other things. Yeah. Like this last week, like I watched um, uh, like this last week, completely other different stuff dropped. Like Stranger Things dropped. Yeah. Which is all that stuff. Awesome. Which was amazing. I cannot wait. One of the wait best for seasons this. so far. In my cannot opinion. wait. I was so happy for that because I was not a big fan of season three overall. I thought yeah, it, it, wasn't it was a either. dip, and I'm like, I was really worried. And season four, oh, so good, Phenomenal. so so good. I am 100% a Steve Harrington stand. By the way, if he dies in the second half, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> like I thought he was about to die at one of those episodes, and I'm like, don't you fucking dare! Don't do it! Don't, don't do it! Kill him! One of the best things about this show now. But then even other stuff that Disney's bringing out, like. The Star Wars stuff, like Obi Wan, Kenobi. I've not even had a chance to watch it. Obi Wan's now got three episodes out. I've not had a chance to sit and watch any of them. That's really good. Part of that is because I was sick, to be fair. Yeah. But it's like, but I want to do that, and then like, oh my goodness, like I missed out on all the Clone Wars stuff. I'm trying to catch up on Clone Wars. I know. Same. Because Dave Filoni's like one of the guys running Disney's like Star Wars division, and all the stuff coming in, and I want to see all the connections. Yeah. I just had parts in um, season two of that where they started doing all the stuff about Mandalore. And I was so hyped for it. This is stuff I've been waiting for. And I'm like, I want yeah. to watch that. The Boys just dropped on Amazon Prime. Which, Crazy. 100%, guys, if you've not watched The Boys, <laughs> I would recommend it. It is 100% adult content. 100%. Be prepared. But, like, those three episodes, like, I'm sorry. Anthony Starr deserves every award in the world. Yeah. yeah. I said it on our, like, socials, like, for portraying the descent into madness that Homelander's yeah, going great. through. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And then, like, there's other shows, like, I, amazingly, I want palate cleansers as well. Like, I don't just want to watch superhero stuff. 
Yeah. Like on Prime Video, I finally just started. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Don't ruin a thing for it, any of y'all, but I just started um, Man in the High Castle. I haven't seen that. Not watched it, and there's a lot of people that I've heard really praising it. And it's, it's a whole thing of like if the Nazis had won yeah. Yeah, and take yeah, over, yeah. like in basically 1960s like America. Like I'm only in the first episode, and I'm like, but it's nice to get a little palate cleanser to sit down with and talk. Yeah. And then, heaven forbid, I want to read a comic book. <laughs> The thing I, I like, like legitimately, if I want to read a comic, I just started um, East to West, mm-hmm. which I'm like first issue in. By the way, read it, it's Jonathan Hickman. Mm. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman is good. He's a beast. It's like heaven forbid I actually have another interest apart from sitting watching movies and TV shows. Yeah. Amazingly, I might want to sit down and play a video game. How dare you! You know, it's like I, I I just started playing a video game off stream. When I'm not streaming, I'm like I'm gonna get into this, and like I want to read comics and do other stuff. So, like, I get that like they're trying to get all the content, but like I I feel like it's this never-ending draw. Yeah. To like get into this stuff, and it's like, and like the, the funny thing is that before I'd have been like all for it. If you told if I've been saying this since phase three. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, there's more content. Like, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel that there's been such a dip, mm-hmm. and a lot of the content quality, like, like legitimately, you the end of Hawkeye, like, felt like it ruined what was an amazing series. I felt like they just did not stick that landing. Yeah. Even with Moon Knight, the ending wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, I was <coughs> I, Moon Knight specifically. I was very disappointed. The ending did I mean, not stick, and like that was. Don't get me wrong; it's probably still my favorite of the shows, yeah. or at least one of my favorites. I still there was a lot of great stuff they did in it because it did all the different stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the ending of it was not as on par as it could have been. Let me ask you a question: If you think the quality for Phase Four, if it was as good as the stuff from Phase One through Three, do you think you would be more excited, or you still think you would be like kind of I'm I'm kind of over the comic book stuff right now? I think I'd be more excited. I think I'd still be a little bit fatigued in it. Yeah. Because it's that thing of like, oh, we're never going to get superhero fatigue. And it's like, well, yeah, because at the time you were running two to three movies a year, like, I can do two to three movies a year. Yeah. And it's like, you know, eight to nine projects a year. And I'm like, get over yourselves. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have lives. I'm not going to sit at the throne of freaking Disney, you know? It's like, yeah. I feel like if it was better quality if it was still on par quality for the most part and don't get me wrong i'm not saying phase one to phase three are perfect there are some yeah, absolute there's, there's some stuff that really does not hit well there's some crappers let's be honest <clears throat> that i am not a fan of and we've talked about it you know at yeah. length on the show and um, all the way up to phase three there's been the ones that we've not enjoyed you know and it's like that's but i think overall the quality was good enough that it was keeping me invested my problem is I feel like and I've said it to you plenty of times I feel like phase 4 is rudderless yeah I agree I don't even know like what they're pushing towards like the the multiverse felt like a big thing and it's like but yet we're not really tapping into it as much and like are we yeah. really going to do Kang it's like well if Kang the Conqueror is the next big bad why is his next appearance in Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah like where are you going to go with that and it's like are we doing the multiverse thing or is this just another version of him and then yeah. it's like fans have been crying out for Secret Invasion as a big storyline you could do to reset a lot of stuff. But no, we're going to do a TV show and have it set during the blip. 
there's going to be a TV series and it's like, okay. But does that even make sense? Like I said, during the blip, but we clearly at the end of One Division set up Monica Rambeau being recruited to work with Nick Fury, but that's yeah. after the blip. It's like, I mean, so I, I have a slightly different take than you, although I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I just, I'm not, I'm just not really looking forward. And I'm not saying you said this, but I'm not really looking forward to the stuff that's coming up from Marvel because I don't feel like it's interconnected or anything like that. But, like, there has definitely been a, a noticeable decrease in quality. Like, noticeable. Um, I mean, it even it take a look at Eternals. The fir- one of the first main movies outside of Black Widow that nobody cared about. Black Widow, let's be honest. But one of the first main movies outside of that when they came out. And, like, audience gave it, like, low 70s. Yeah. On, on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that was, like... If you look at Phase 1 through 3, there was a couple the movies that were around there, but that is unheard of for a Marvel movie almost, you know? And I mean, that was bad. Gonna... It was a ranking at the point of being like the worst Marvel movie at that point, yeah. which going into Phase 4 was an unheard of, unthinkable thing. If they're going to continue with the quality and they're going to continue with this, like, divided, no overarching narrative, like, you need to start, in my opinion, they need to start pointing to a, a big threat <coughs> whether that be doom whether that be galactus whether that be whatever and that is going to give them an opportunity to pull a lot of different characters that they haven't shown yet into a singular storyline and have well, their own kind of, of stuff going on actually speaking of that now that you mentioned that with doom and stuff i was thinking he's a good one to set up for that i will always say but even in doctor strange they hinted at secret wars they hinted at incursions of universes mm-hmm. like colliding with each other and destroying each other and the Illuminati yeah. are trying to stop it. And it's like, so they're hinting at Secret War stuff, but the thing is there's so many like different paths that they've chosen all over the place that I'm like, is that actually the path that you're going? Are we heading towards a Secret Wars fight? Because like, yeah. that makes sense if you want to up the game from Endgame. Like, Secret Wars is a good way to go. Yeah. But like, are you actually going to head that direction? And it's like... Yeah. I mean, even like they introduced Kang, like one of the biggest villains in Marvel. Yeah. And like they introduced him a year and a half ago. And they haven't said anything about him yet. Yeah, or a year ago, whatever. And they haven't no said more anything reference else. to him in this like No more reference. I'm yeah. like, okay, so what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, let me catch up in chat a little bit here. Um, Chunk saying, still haven't watched The Boys or Invincible. I understand if you beat me from the comic clan. Go to your room, Chunk. Both are great. Get in the brig. Both are great. If you read comics, Chunk, I would read Invincible, though. I, I would read it yeah. as well. The show paces differently for the comics, but like, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, Space Hobo, they need to take a few years off to get a clear plan and come back. The fans will be more acceptable with something new. Honestly, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Just do a one-off every year of a character that doesn't get any screen time. I'm like, yeah, honestly, take it back to the basics and just a slow burn if you're going to do it, you know? Yeah, I like your idea of cutting everything in half, basically. Just do half of the stuff that you're doing right now and just make it better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they made Eternals into two parts and focus one more on each character. It would have been better. Like, yeah, Eternals, I feel like they could have just done a lot more with the concept. It just... It, it felt like it equated to a lot of just standing around. Yeah. In different... Like, we went to different areas, but we all just stood around and talked. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the God Butcher and the All Black quality is more proof that they need to... And a proof of the drop in my opinion and I think I said like the, the qualities 
some of this stuff is really good one of the things I feel like they need to stop and I know it's where they're exploring a lot of these new characters but in all honesty I feel like the Disney Plus shows are a distraction at this point mm-hmm. I feel like it was a great idea to venture into all these other characters and do all this other stuff in Marvel mm-hmm. that, we, that weren't going to get any screen time but like I feel like for the most part these shows are just there they don't totally tie in and it's like empty uh, calories yeah it's like they don't tie into anything and most of them aren't getting a sequel mm-hmm. yeah Space Over the new season The Boys is good man Um, but yeah because think about it because like WandaVision like see if we just transition from of Wanda being in her grief after Endgame mm-hmm. to Doctor Strange 2 and didn't have WandaVision yeah legitimately would we have really missed out on that much like really like don't get me wrong I love that show I think it's a great storytelling tool I think it's a great commentary on grief Mm -hmm. but would anything have changed no not really Loki another phenomenal show what changed nothing Vulcan and Winter Soldier end of Endgame Anthony Mackie got the shield start of Captain America 4 he's Captain America you could literally have kicked it off with the training montage from that show. Have you heard him mentioned since then? Mm. The only good thing that came out of that show, I think, was the whole Isaiah Bradley stuff. And is that, which I thought was a really cool storyline. But the problem is, I'm never going to reference it again. Yeah. It's not getting a sequel. It's getting a, They're getting Captain America 4, but it's not getting a sequel. WandaVision's not getting a sequel. Loki is, but don't, goodness knows where it's going. Yeah. what if is but the whole point of what if is it doesn't tie into anything the whole point is it's like stories of across the multiverse so it doesn't tie into anything you're not going to get much out of it it's its yeah. own thing but then again that's what it was designed to be so I can't be that mad Hawkeye it's not getting a second season oh wait no maybe it is oh maybe it's not oh we don't know what did it, it really that show started off so cool man it really did. I remember like, watching it at my mom's house for Christmas, and I was I after the first two episodes, I'm like, dude, this is gonna be. Awesome. I was in. I'm, I was I'm totally in. sold in this. Yeah. Right until the finale, I was sold in that show. Yeah. But I'm like, but like, what's changed? We've had introductions across to the Disney Plus, and you know what? All they've done set up possibilities for young Avenger characters, mm-hmm. like Kate Bishop and like the kid that was with Isaiah Bradley that becomes um, Patriot or something like that. The young Avengers yeah. and. <coughs> You know, like Moon Knight. I, I no enjoyed. Impact. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. No connection no at impact. all. No. Nope. There's no impact on the bigger thing, and my problem isn't the fact that the shows don't have an impact. My problem is it doesn't look like they're going to. Mm-hmm. Everyone saw Moon Knight and, then, and went, "Yeah, let's do like a Midnight Suns or a a Marvel Knights," and it's like, and it's like, but there's nothing hinting that they're gonna. Well, then, and then you take a look back at Phase One, though. You have Iron Man. What type of impact did that have? Well, it let you know that there are now superheroes, and and they exist in the world. You take a look at like uh, something like a Winter Soldier. Yeah, this whole organization you thought that was protecting you is not is not, was not protecting yeah. you. It was a terrorist organization. It literally along. shook up the whole everything. world. Yeah. You take a look at Thor. Holy crap! Gods exist, and they just came down here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like those ty- those movies had like legit impact on the larger narrative of the other movies. 
and that's something that you're just not seeing right now yeah and that's the thing is like I feel like now that we're out of phase 3 is like I feel like this stuff's not having a narrative I feel like the movies are we're just getting stuff that ties into stuff and it's going to have roll on effects to other movies mm-hmm. uh, like Black Widow was filling in gaps of something that had happened and it was setting up Natasha's sister so mm-hmm. like okay like I I wasn't a fan of it you and I are not fans of Black Widow a lot of people were craving that movie apparently though and it's like okay fair enough yeah Eternals I feel like given time that's going to have an impact on more stuff yeah but it's one of those slow burners mm-hmm. it burnt a bit too slow in my opinion but <laughs> it's one of those slow burners yeah and um, like okay Doctor Strange like it's going to have an impact on Strange and it's going to open the MCU up to a whole bunch of new stuff mhm like with the dark dimension and all that let alone the multiverse stuff that we kind of tapped into okay fair enough I can let it be what it is yeah. No Way Home it has an impact because it affects Spider-Man going forward mm-hmm. and Strange and Spider-Man being different going forward will eventually impact everything else because it'll interact mm-hmm. how they interact with other people it'll impact how they interact with others sorry yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah it's got an impact it may be a small impact at the minute but at least at least I can see the building blocks yeah. Shang-Chi definitely did at the end they set up him starting to become part of this bigger narrative connecting with um, Hulk connecting with um, Captain uh, Marvel connecting with Wong mm-hmm. and setting up this whole thing so it's like there's the, the stuff that they're setting up to well even Shang-Chi you look at Shang-Chi that picked up threads from years before in movies that had already been the Mandarin out. and it ran Trevor Slattery is it... one of the best things in that movie and I'm like how did you do that well, it built on it. You know, it built on stuff that come before. <coughs> this is exact. This is exactly what we're talking about. It took threads that were dropped in multiple movies, multiple things before, and it built on that. It made it better, and the outcome was another impact on the out on the outside of it. You know, or on the or the end of it rather. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and maybe you know, in hindsight, looking back, we might not have seen the impacts of the movies in phase one, two, and three right when they happened. But looking back on it, we're able to see it now, and maybe that might be the case. For the I pray it is. I will hold now. my hands up if it is. You know, but it's like it's... you know, to be fair, a lot of this stuff has been out over a year. No, no lasting impact on the larger narrative, uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm pretty accurate in saying that. Yeah, and I feel like it's the start of a new era, but like we're in a well-established universe at this point. I would, I kind of want the wheels to get rolling. Yeah. Uh, chat saying I'd saying I was hyped for Blade but not so much now and Space Hobo saying you know they're doing a lot of stuff with gods like yeah even not tying into the whole Thor and God, um, God the God Butcher like the whole stuff like in Moon Knight dabbing into the Egyptian deities I still think Gore should have like came in and killed him even if it was like he's yeah. it was just even if it's just like an over the shoulder like just seeing him walk in and then Moon Knight finds the room dead or something like if you did yeah, that yeah. it would have sold it even more for me <laughs> You know, because I I will say this. I know you're not a fan of his design. I was like, I still think Christian Bale looks like a cool gore, and I still think he looks really intimidating. I don't know. I just I, I just haven't haven't just read the run. The <coughs> See, that's it. The run you're, you're so fixed I on know. it because you just read it. I know, I know, I know, but. Well, let I'm me, not let saying me, hey, Christian Bale looks bad. I'm let saying. me put it this way. It's like, see with the bad CGI that you saw in She-Hulk, did you really want them to CGI his <laughs> face with the freaking tentacles? That's true. And I will say, you know, Gore in the in the comics, if you do him wrong, probably is going to look a lot like Voldemort. So I get it. See, that's the thing as well. I was thinking that. It's like, it's going to look too Voldemort otherwise. I do have to say, when he comes out in the trailer, see when he does that step out of the shadows thing, mm-hmm. he has this quiet intimidation to him that I think mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, and I love that everyone points to the picture of him like standing in the sunlight. Oh, it's just him with white skin. And I'm like, 
yeah that's clearly a, a before mm-hmm. that's clearly before he goes mental and starts wiping out gods yeah and I'm like I'm sorry I'm ex- I'm hyped like yeah see just that like him standing there and then Thor like they come in here yeah. clearly in the shadows I'm like oh I'm up for that fight yeah 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 Necrosword versus Stormbreaker, freaking bring it! I'm down and for that fight. Awesome. It could be awesome, and I'm not hating <clears> on the movie because of it. No. It was just like, and don't get me wrong, Gore in the comics is a phenomenal design. He's yeah. a very unique design, and I do get your whole thing of like, it's he's very human looking. Let's get some actual more like alien looking stuff because like he's an alien. Yeah, he's meant to be different, and it's like, I still think he can pull this off the intimidation. Though I watched it, and I'm like, he doesn't look like Gore, but dang he's got that intimidation yeah Christian Bale like he's he's a good actor he's great I can't you know what I mean it's like whatever you think about the guy the guy knows how to freaking act he knows how to hold a room yeah as long as somebody holds a light properly (laughs) I know it's been like 10 years but like I'm not letting that go dude yeah he he ripped that dude a new one man (laughs) he ripped a light he did his job but but honestly though Christian Bale like, I, he's a phenomenal actor I mean like yeah. I sh- the man has such amazing range and such amazing ability whether it's you know like him playing Batman whether it's him like in what was that movie where he got anorexic like right before he done Batman Machinist stuff? Machinist that the was Machinist. a that was such a good movie too yeah um, where he was like that dis- into madness anorexic and sleep deprived whether it's something like American Psycho where it's like if you've never seen that movie, go see American Psycho. Bale in it yeah. is like, is phenomenal. Yeah, he's. Really I mean, good. he's an absolute yeah. monster, but he's phenomenal. Yeah. <coughs> he plays. He plays an American Psycho. Well done. Sorry. <laughs> wow. But like, <laughs> but like that's the thing though. Like the project's coming up. I I have to even say that though. Like, even for the projects coming up, I'm excited for Thor. Thor looks. And don't get me wrong, it still looks like it's got the quips and the funniness of Ragnarok, which I, I kind of feel you on that. Like, it's like Ragnarok is at that point where it's like it's pushing just a little too far. There's moments where yeah. it could have been, a, it's like, no, that should have been a bit more serious. Yeah, but I know you and I slight, very, very slightly disagree on tonality when it comes I, to movies. I, yeah, because like, I, know, I know you're not a fan of like going the full blown comedy for it. I do like the Thor comedy in it, I, but I will agree with you. There are moments where it definitely goes a little too far. And, and it's he like, was amazing in Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire, yeah, he was a freaking amazing in that. That Mark movie's Butler, Matthew McConaughey. That movie's just Christian amazing Bale. in general. Like, That's a sleeper hit, man. Nobody talks. See about if you that don't movie. tell me. See if you didn't tell me that was Matthew McConaughey. By the way, as the American, I would not He's have known. He's a beast. Like, He's a beast. Like, that's an amazing I'm, movie. Yeah, I that's missed. a sleeper hit, though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dragon movies. Dragonheart, yeah. Sean Connery. Thank you very much. Love Dragonheart. I love Good that movie. movie. Um, but Reign of Fire <coughs> is phenomenal. Reign of so, Fire is amazing. It's been way too long since I've seen that movie. So yeah. it's total side, Tanya. But yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Great cast yeah, like, as well. I, I feel like Thor in Ragnarok is the best version of a Thor that we've gotten. He is. I no feel question. like that was the thing. No to get, I feel like if you compare him to the first two Thor movies, the first two like he was too serious. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, my my perfect balance of him is probably actually Infinity War. Like the version of him, like where he wasn't too comedic. Yeah, there was yeah, elements yeah. to it, but like he's agree. also serious as well. And yeah, <clears throat> but like I I like Ragnarok because it is different, and then, and I'll I'll take Ragnarok because that's what kept Hemsworth in the role. Hemsworth is ready to be done. Mm-hmm. He was not wanting to do another Thor movie. The only reason we're getting Thor Love and Thunder is because of Ragnarok and because he's yeah. like on board with Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I am more excited for that movie than anything else that we've seen so far. Yeah. Like, I can't legitimately say I'm excited for She-Hulk. Miss no. Marvel, I am completely on the fence about. Yeah. Like, I still don't get why they changed her powers. Like, apparently it's better for them to animate and stuff, and I'm like... But, like, this is our powers, is to stretch and change, and you've done stuff like that with Ant-Man, you've shown us doing stuff with that Mr. Fantastic... Mm-hmm. But you've changed her power to basically turn her into a green lantern. Yeah. She makes much. constructs and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this, I'm like. And I'm like, I'm just like going off a of Doctor Strange for that. I was like, are you are you scared to do the stretching thing? Because I know that can go really wrong if the CGI is not great. Yeah. Or are you just like so far against admitting that she's an inhuman? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally in the comics, I feel like they would have turned her into a mutant instead of an inhuman if they could have. Because Inhumans were like their big runaway hit at the time, and that they were trying to make because X Men was owned by Fox. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's like, and now they're kind of stuck in a hole with Miss Marvel being an Inhuman. Did you ever watch that show? By the way, did you ever get through one episode? Inhumans. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of it. I got through a few. I think I, I got through one episode. Dude. I think I got so through. Bad. I got about halfway through. I think or like four episodes in or something, and I was like three or four in, and I was like, I, just, I can't do it. Yeah, it was so bad, dude. See, when you're doing a show about super-powered people, when most of them lose their powers by the end of the first episode... Yeah. Black Bolt can't use his power in case he destroys everything. Medusa can control her hair as if it's an extension of her body. Gets her head shaved. Karnak can see all the weaknesses and stuff. Hits his head. Gets a concussion. Can't use his power. Uh, what's the Gorgon has massive goat legs and this massive strong power... Oh, but I'm going to put on fake legs so humans recognise me. Right. Uh, Triton, the fish dude, looks like he's dead for the first few episodes. Crystal, she can uh, control the weather, but she basically looks human. So you've got a superpower show without superpowers. Fantastic. Good luck. Yeah. And I always had, my big thing for that was always, um, I heard, I think it was Professor Thorgy talking about it. And he said the problem with the villain in it who's like the guy who's like has no powers the brother has got no powers is trying to overthrow the royalty and the inhumans and trying to bring up like you know they kind of like try to push under the rug that the inhumans are like are a you know are a royalty that have like slaves and stuff like that because yeah, they don't really yeah. want to talk about slaves but like he's trying to get these people out of the mines and make more even stuff for people and and then it's like eh uh, in any other show he'd be a good guy yeah like legitimately he'd be the guy you're cheering for but you're wanting me to boo him and cheer on this monarchy that's <coughs> clearly abusing all these people and doing all this horrible stuff and I'm like yeah it's basically an excuse for the whole crew to go on vacation to Hawaii hmm. even that there's no reason for it to be there except for that mm-hmm. and it's like sorry we're getting a bit of a tangent there's this space so we're getting a bit of a tangent there but <laughs> But yeah, like I am not as excited for the upcoming shows as I should be. Yeah, I think I'm excited for be... movies, but I'm like Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm kind of excited for Black Panther. I want to see how that, how they go with that because we don't have Black uh-huh. Panther anymore. Uh-huh. You know, R.I.P. Chadwick. But I, I just I have a feeling that the shows are going to be inconsequential. The movies are going to be what's pushing the narrative forward, and I think, in my opinion. If you're going to have the shows, if you're going to have this expansion of the quote-unquote narrative, 
you should add to the overarching narrative. Yeah. Like, it, it shouldn't be so separate <clears throat> that it has no impact. Well, that's it. I should feel like that even if you don't, like, tie into the MCU directly, like, you don't need to reference all the heroes and stuff like that. But it feels like stuff that happens should have an effect. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff that happens in the movie should have an effect. Like, I've, I kind of felt sorry for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for this, but they kind of at least did it in the first few seasons. Mm. Of, like, stuff would happen and it would show them doing, like, working around stuff that happened, like Thor Dark World and then they're in the UK trying to help clean up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier happened and, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was disbanded, so they had to do an underground thing after that, which mm. kind of screwed the show over a little bit, but, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but to see that, like, something happens in the world and at least affects. Like, do you think anyone's going to reference the fact of like, hey, did you see the sky spinning last night? That was nuts. <laughs> Dude, it went through like a, a thousand years of nights. You know what I mean? Like the skies, are, the stars are literally going across the sky like this, and it's like, is anyone going to reference that? Probably not. Like, same with Eternals to a certain extent. There is now a celestial partway coming out of the Earth ocean. There's a giant robot man sticking out of the ocean. His head and his fingers are coming <laughs> out, and he is now a massive rock that is just there. Yeah. At any point, do you think anyone's going to reference that, or even show it, like on a TV screen or something? A year on from the the creature that started rising out of the water. Space Hope <coughs> said, "Did you see the new fact, uh, info about Black Panther two and how they're changing Namor's backstory?" I did hear about that. I don't even know if they're doing Namor at this point because I've heard so many conflicting things. Like, because they, they were doing. They definitely are. Are they, they definitely, definitely doing are. it? Because I heard yeah, like, rumors of people saying like, "Oh, we're not doing so they, Namor anymore." Um, they've actually cast the person, um, and he, I believe he's. I saw something about the language, like trying to do the language for Atlantis so, is going to be based on something. And that was the first time I'd ever seen like a name attached to playing Namor in this. Um, so let me actually look it up. So basically, instead of being from Atlantis, um, Namor is actually going to be from... There's a Mexican city, and I forgot what it's called, um, but it basically was built around water. That That's, a good, that's what they're going to go with. Um, they've released concept images of him like in the garb and all that stuff, and I don't know. Like I was never a huge Namor fan. You know, we're not doing uh, Atlantis. I will bet money is to differentiate him from Aquaman. Oh, no question about it. I guess it makes it kind of makes sense, um, even though you know Namor came first. Yeah. In the comics, Aquaman the movie came first, so there's inevitably going to be uh, comparisons, right? Um, I always thought Namor looked Asian in the comics, so I would have appreciated another Asian like character. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I get it. It makes sense. Like, um, it makes sense why they would change the origins from the comics. But if you're a huge Namor fan, I can see why you would be upset. Yeah, and it's like... I think that's the thing. Like, I'm more a case of, like, the whole, like, changing the Atlantis thing. Because <clears throat> the whole point he's meant to be, like, from Atlantis, but he's also a mutant. He ties into the X-Men and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's all this stuff for Namor. And it's like, I... My worryment is they're just going to shoehorn him in here with these changes. It's going to be something around the Eternals, some of the Mayans branch off or something. Well, that'd be cool if they actually tied in Eternals and stuff like that a little bit to it. And Tanakh Muerta. <coughs> Muerta is the name of the actor who's going to be playing Tanakh Muerta. And I'm like, so like, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what they do with it, but like, I'm honestly like, I guess that's my thing. Is like, there's so many other things coming out now, and it's like, and I'm getting honestly hyped for them. Like, for like, the boys dropping this week. 
I was honestly hyped for that. I just finished watching season two not too long ago as well, and um, so that may have added to the hype. But like, I was excited to see where it goes and stuff. Yeah, and to see what they did with it. Like, I'm excited to check out some of the stuff. And it's like, mm. with Marvel, I'm like, I don't know. I just have a feeling of apprehension a little bit because like yeah. I don't know where they're going, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the quality of stuff's going to be like now. And I honestly feel like we're at a place where it's like, I'm waiting for Marvel to kind of get back on track a little bit. Yeah you know and it's like it's, it just feels like it's a grab bag of like it could go 50-50 at this point of if something's worth checking out or not yeah I think it, there's it's going to be really telling once uh, Thor um, comes out um, how what happens after that oh ah, it's no chance we're getting a white wolf because they use white wolf to reference Bucky and that's his name of the Wakandans now so they're never going to do a white wolf thing especially now that Chadwick Boseman's passed away because the whole thing is that the white wolf was like the white brother of T'Challa Mm. in the comics and it's like now with Chadwick gone and White Wolf being used for Bucky and their name for him it's like that yeah they're never going to properly do White Wolf and it'll if they ever use it it'll be for Bucky which I still think they should be calling him anyway they don't get why he still gets called Winter Soldier but yeah that is kind of weird but like I'm just I'm excited but apprehensive yeah it's probably the best way to describe how I feel I'm I'm in the same boat yeah I I think Doctor Strange was a lesson and take something at face value for what it is mm-hmm. that is going to fit into its own narrative and wait and see when and if it fits into the greater narrative because I, my hope is that they're building a new narrative up to something mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that when we get down the line whenever the next big team up thing is or build up or crossover is that I'll be like oh all this stuff comes together all this stuff fits doing. together and yeah. that's my hope I don't know if that'll be what happens. <coughs> Sorry, I thought it was going to have a dry. But it's like... I, I, I'm openly apprehensive, but excited. I mean, this Marvel, chances are I'm probably going to take it in as it is. I, just, I don't feel like I'm at the place where I was. Like, if you told me, like, during Phase 2 or Phase 3 about upcoming Marvel projects, where I'd be like, I'm, I'm sold completely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, but I'm excited for it. Like I yeah. feel like there's, I think my big thing though is, like I said, it's the, it's just how many projects there are. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big factor going forward. But they just seem to keep wanting to put stuff in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just I feel like it's a detriment to their own stuff that's yeah. going on. Like even coming up, like. I feel like um like with the Mandalorian or like uh, Book of Boba Fett. Sorry, when it dropped, like they slotted it in so that it didn't clash with Marvel shows at the time mm-hmm. so like one of the Marvel shows ended and it was like, sort of like a week break and Book of Boba Fett started yeah and I was like I feel like they're even now overlapping because they've just got too many shows to fit in now yeah like we're literally three episodes into Obi-Wan episode four will be dropping this week and, and we're already into Miss Marvel Miss Marvel drops this week too yeah Miss Marvel episode one drops and it's like we're already like hitting our next big show and it's clashing and it's like I know they're trying to get all of our attention and trying to get all this stuff over there and don't get me wrong the stuff they're doing is amazing for the most part on some of these shows mm-hmm. like you know like Mandalorian's coming out in February I'm awesome. hyped awesome you know I'm excited to finally catch up with Obi-Wan I've not watched it yet but I've heard nothing but good stuff I'm excited to finally catch up on that one yeah you know I just I feel like there's so much going on there's only so much we can there's only so much media I can take in yeah I know 
before. It's funny, like when I <clears throat> when I do have days off where I just have time where I can kind of do whatever. I'm like, dude, I have like a backlog of like 15 games that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. I have all these series that I haven't watched. I have these comics that I haven't read. I have these shows that I haven't watched. Oh, I yeah. just have a ton of stuff that has been on the back burner that I just haven't been able to do. Yeah, well, that's it's it. Like, you've got life. You've got to work, and you've got to be with your family, and you've got to yeah. take care of your kids, and you know, spend time your wife and you know it's like you've got a life that you've got to live and then if you've got any hobbies or interests like this yeah I'm kind of grateful for comics and across half the time it's the only reason I get through some of the backlog of stuff that I've got yeah. playing yeah, games and streaming reading comics for this it's like that's the only reason I get to do some of this stuff it's because we get to do it for the show and it's like mm-hmm. eventually though it's like there's got to be a you know something's got to give I can't take in every show I can't take in every movie I can't read every comic I can't play every game it's like there's so much good stuff out there and it's like eventually though I'm going to have to start making choices and if Marvel is still dropping stuff like if it's not at the, the quality I'm expecting or wanting I'm not always going to take it all in you know but then again that's what the comics are like you know it's like you read certain comics and it's like you're never going to read every single issue of a series that Marvel drops there's going to be some that you take on board and some that you don't yeah you know, there's going to be some that you 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 read and you're like, this is a character I want to follow, and the others is like, nah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's going to end up being the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Uh, what are your thoughts heading into phase four then, as we continue on? I feel like four is going to be the litmus for whether or not Marvel knows what they're doing right now. Yeah. With the wider narrative. I feel like, if anything, a god level narrative for a story should should branch over into other aspects of of the Marvel comic universe, yeah. or Marvel cinematic universe. So we'll see what happens. Um, <coughs> it'll be interesting to see once a trailer drops for Black Panther how that how that goes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Space uh, so what savage of energy you pick up and put on Discord and. Um, for the comic issue one I think issue gotta two get, drops. gotta get that from you by the way yeah I need to get you that um, but issue two I think drops this week next week something like that I saw Dave Pepo was doing um, it's a uh, monthly issues out so like issue two is about to drop soon uh, but yes and then a monthly one comes out uh, from Dave Pepo it's well worth checking out Dave Pepo is an awesome writer for yeah. the channel Um. But yeah, I think that's kind of it for our in-depth talking this, because I don't think there's any other major points to hit on Doctor Strange. Um, no, I think we eviscerated it. Yeah, I think sure. I think overall it was a disappointment, but I don't think it was a disappointment for what it was completely. It I wasn't it, a bad movie. <clears throat> I think all. it was a disappointment for what everyone expected. Yes. Because we all expected would. this massive spectacle. We all expected this massive thing. And it wasn't. It was very much a Doctor Strange story. And part of that's our bad. Doctor Strange, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. It, it says that it is on the tin, you know, it's a Doctor Strange story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's definitely stuff where it's like this was not perfect in any way. This was not without issues. So, decidedly average. And Phase 4, I'm still up in the air on. I'm definitely going to keep checking out the Marvel properties that come out, but it's like it's. Yeah. Time will tell with this. Yeah. I'm not <coughs> excited about Miss Marvel and I'm not excited about She-Hulk. No. 
So. And this was my worryment. My worryment was that the after end game, they were going to drop the ball, and how were they going to capture people again? Because mm. end game's the end of a story. Yeah. It was the end of like the Marvel story at that point. Mm-hmm. Like literally, they could have ended it at that point. The MCU as a whole, and other than like, you know what? That was worth it. That was worth investing yeah. in all that time. Yeah. Agreed. And it's like, but now it's like we'll see. Mm-hmm. And that's the best. If your guys are enjoying the MCU Phase Four at this point, please let us know. Let us yeah. know what you're enjoying about it. Let us know what you got out of Doctor Strange. If you really enjoyed it, if you really hated it, let us know what you hated about it. You know, have the conversation with us and keep up with us on our social and our Discord to keep the conversation going. Close up the chat <clears throat> and keep the conversation going with us. But I think that's it for us talking about Doctor Strange today. Um, didn't want to spend too much time like wailing into stuff just because it has been so long since the movie came out it's been about a month and yeah. everything that needs to be said has been said for the most part it's already been said <coughs> it's mostly just our point on it and where we think this is going um, but yeah this was a nice little chill one to get back into the swing of things glad to be yeah, back um, we will be back next week again at least that's the plan we'll hopefully see um, but we plan to be back next Sunday we're, we went back into our first indie comic book club in quite a while. It's been a little while since we've done one. Um, our lovely wives done one during the 12 hour stream. But we are going to be talking about Dominion. Dominion. Follow the House of Salt, Volume 1. We have talked to Dr. Bell on the channel. We have spent time with him and Daniel. We have done stuff with Terminus Media. Um, they were gracious enough to send us copies of these to have a look at before we talked to them. Um, but we've never really done in-depth spoilers or anything like that on the comic mm-hmm. um, so this is the opportunity to kind of do that because um, like we don't like to do it unless we're doing an indie comic book club in the trade where we can kind of go in-depth on stuff so we will finally get the chance to do that and check out Dominion f- in full yeah man but I need to go back and delve into it again I gotta read it again I know it's been a while it's been a while since I read it so that's be our thing for this week is reading through that and getting ready yeah. Uh, make sure to head to Terminus Media's website to pick up your own copy or you can get it on Amazon as well and uh, make sure to go and check it out and pick it up for yourself um, to join in the conversation and um, yeah coming up this week we do have our full schedule back sorry I didn't mean to post <coughs> that I meant to post that is what I meant to I post I said to you as well sorry <laughs> um, but we'll we be go. back as normal throughout this week Jay will be back tomorrow night at 8.30 doing her playthrough of um, Nancy Drew and the Curse of Blackmore Manor. Um, a lot of you have been getting involved in that. Thank you so much for showing the support to it. Um, so come along and check that out. I will be back on Tuesday night at 8.30 continuing Batman Arkham Knight. We have finished the main gameplay but we are now delving into the DLC. We got partway through um, the Batgirl story DLC that takes place before the events of Arkham Knight. So we'll be continuing that and if I can get that completed we'll jump into the next one. Um, which nice. will either be Harley Quinn, um, Nightwing, Red Hood, Robin, or Catwoman. Um, and I'll be back. I'll be back on Thursday with some Art of the Hero. We'll continue the work on Chunks commission piece from the twelve hour stream. So yeah. which we got a lot done last Thursday. But if you guys haven't seen that, check out in our Discord. It's amazing. It looks really cool. good. Thanks, man. Yeah, Nitro's done an amazing job on that. So come and check that out. And then of course it's Friday night. We'll be back eight thirty. See a thieves. Um, I believe you're joining me for that one, Nitro. Yes, sir. That's the plan so far. Um, yeah. If you want to get involved, we still have two spots on the crew for this week, so please come and get involved and join us for that. 
and the story adventure would have been done by then so we'll probably just be delving into some and um, getting some loot some missions and just trying to continue to grow to be a pirate legend but um, I think that's it pretty much for this week I am going to jump on to awesome. Twitch yep I knew that was going to jump on there and cover us <coughs> let's head to Twitch and see who is online that we can show some love to Damon, who's on today? It's been that long for been on the Sunday. Oh, just seen somebody playing uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Looking forward to playing that on stream now that it's coming to PC. Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. We'll definitely be doing those on a Tuesday night at some point. Yeah, Comic Story is playing it. See you, Space Bob. Thank you, Space. Appreciate it, brother. You have a good day. And who is playing for Geeks Under Grace? Let's go show them some love. I see Cameron is playing on Cameron plus Diana, but I know he also gets off fairly soon as well. He's not usually on that late. Okay, that's what they're doing about Pokemon. We can go over there and show them some love. So we're going to go and read um, Geeks Under Grace. <coughs> um, so thank you so much for everyone joining us today. This has been a fun little chill conversation with y'all. Make sure to keep up with us as we said on social media and Discord. Uh, also, as well, go and pick up our merch. Let me show that out as well. Our new merch is still there and available. Go and check that out. Um, but you all have an absolutely amazing Sunday. Jay will see you all tomorrow night. And remember, everyone, it is a good week to be a geek. Take yeah. care and have a good week, everyone. Peace. See ya. Oh. 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 Oh.